What's up ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com, that's www.thecreport.com, and be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, CloutHub, and Hill.net. Mr. Trump, you've done great things in your life, and I just wonder, how do I, as an average person, begin? Like well, first of all, never think of yourself as average. You started off with the wrong question, because you're not average. You've got a lot going. I see you're smart. I see you're very beautiful. What we were able to do today was allow people to see his heart for themselves and to make up their own minds about him. And they, 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 they find out that he's not the person that the media has depicted him to be. I support Donald Trump, and everybody knows. Everybody knows. 100%. Family's I know friends. Donald forever. I, I like Donald very Wonderful guy. I mean, he is. And, and he's miscast by the media. You know that. He's oh, a, I like Donald. He's got an enormous ego, but he's a good guy. He's got a big heart, by the way. He's very good to people. He's very kind to people. He's people good. don't know that. You just have to get that word average out of your vocabulary and you have to tell yourself that you're great and you have to believe it. If you can say it and don't believe it, it doesn't matter. A kid that worked in the back, right? I said, well, hey, how is Donald Trump? This is before he ran. This is months ago. He goes, unbelievable. He would come backstage, come back to the kitchen and give $100 to the staff. Yeah. He would give these guys quietly. Nobody amazing. would know about amazing. that. The fact is, I go down the streets of New York, and the people that really like me are the taxi drivers and the workers, etc., etc. Also, his children. I know his son, Eric. I've met him a couple of times. Mm. He's a great kid. They're great, they're great kids. They're great kids. Yeah. You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Do you like him? Yeah, I mean, he's real. That's all we need. I like his ideas. Those are real letters. Those are not corporate letters. Those are not letters from These Exxon. These are handwritten. Those are not letters yeah. from General Motors. Those are letters from people. You have to have heart. You have to take care of women's health issues. You have to take care of poor people that don't have, that they're never going to have a shot. And you have to take care of African-American youth who have never been in a worse position than they are right now. This sounds like political presidential talk to me. And I know people have talked to you about whether or not you want to run. Would you, would you ever? I just probably wouldn't do it, Oprah. I probably wouldn't, but I do get tired of seeing what's happening with this country. And if it got so bad, I would never want to rule it out totally. I think Donald Trump, underneath it all, isn't just a business guy. I think he loves America. I really do. I think he cares. This country has such potential. I love the country. I think we can make it better than ever before. We have to unleash it. People have lost their spirit. Donald Trump represents truth, logic, and common sense. His incentive and his self-interest is tied to the well-being of the country that he's supposed to represent. They love me, I love them. And I'll tell you something, if I get the nomination, I'll win the Latino vote. I will win it, because I'm going to create jobs. I'm Hispanic and I vote for Mr. Trump. We vote for Mr. Trump. Get behind the candidate, Mr. Donald Trump. That's going to do something for you. That's going to give you a hand up. And sit up a hand out, baby. Love 
things that you said is true. Wow. The Mexican border. You're Hispanic and you're saying that. Are you sure? Wow. I know what Donald Trump is doing is representing the absolute heartbreak and anger and frustration at a government gone mad. I guess I just wanted to find out if there was one thing that you wanted people to remember about Donald Trump. What is it? Never, ever give up. The power of positive thinking. And I think that's very much in Donald's makeup. If I become president, I couldn't care less about my company. I want to use that same up here, whatever it may be, to make America rich again and to make America great again. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for president of the United States, and we are going to make our country great again. Do not underestimate the power of Donald Trump, or you will be scratching your head wondering, how did he get the Republican nomination? And we will see the best debate in history. Hillary Rodham Clinton, Donald J. Trump. We are here to stay. Donald Trump all the way. Donald Trump has came up with some very strict immigration laws that would guarantee work in the African-American community. I hope he gets through with his intentions about building the wall. Well, I just want to let everybody know that not all Latinos are, are blind. He knows what money is, where it comes from, and how to make more of it rather than redistributing other people's in exchange for their vote. And the intensity with Trump is like nothing I've seen since I was a little kid and Reagan was running. And they were saying, this is America's last shot. If we don't get it right this time, we're not going to have a country left, folks. We're not going to have a country. Are we seriously trying to figure out whether or not Donald Trump would make a good president? The man has major, major skills that he can offer. This country right now owes $19 trillion, and they need somebody like me to straighten out that mess. Honestly, I really think voters and Americans are looking at this guy saying, it's refreshing to hear somebody not be a wuss, not be a politician and really say what they think. These aren't dumb people. These are American patriots and they want this country turned around. I don't want nuance, I want bold colors, red, white and blue. America, I have seen in the last several decades, absolutely fray and decline. When I saw those guys on the boats, on their knees, I mean, that says a picture about America that I haven't seen ever before. Democrats, not one or two, but many, are voting for Donald Trump, as well as, the, as, as Republicans. I've seen this all over the place. So I think there's a big, big movement happening, and i got to say that, uh, you know, we need him. You know, this is a movement, folks. This is not, like, even maybe about me. I don't want it to be about me. This is about common sense. It's about doing the right thing. The silent majority is back, and we're going to take the country back. I have a big heart. I'm going to take care of people. I'm going to make sure that this country comes first. We don't come first. We don't come tenth. We take care of everyone else but our own, and that's going to change. We're going to become rich again. We're going to become safe again. And we're going to become strong again. Nothing is wrong with us. We don't have to like illegal aliens. We don't have to. We're Americans. We want Americans first.
Why can't we be first? We are ready for a change. We are ready and our troops deserve the best. And in the Middle East, I guess we've spent five trillion dollars. We could have rebuilt our bridges, our tunnels, our roads, our hospitals, our airports. We could have rebuilt our country. We could have rebuilt our military. We could have taken care of Social Security. We could have taken care of everything. We are going to win so much. We're going to have win after win after win. You people are going to get sick and tired of winning. You're going to say, please, please, President Trump, we can't take this much victory. Please stop. We don't want any more wins. And I'm going to say to you, we're going to win. I don't care what you say. We're going to make our country great again. We're going to win. We're going to win. And we're going to win. We are going to make
Good evening, America. Welcome, 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 and welcome back to another episode of The C Report with your host, that's me, Mr. C, also known as Michael Aaron Gossidis, and I hope you guys are having a great Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, it is, after all, Wednesday, October... Why does it say October the 23rd on this banner of mine? Now, I know I'm not three days behind, ladies and gentlemen. You just saw yesterday's show. So, something else must be going on here, but it's not a conspiracy. It's probably just human error. Uh, welcome on into the Sea Report, and I hope you guys are ready for a stunning show for tonight. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoyed the little intros there. I apologize for the extended introduction. I uh, had to take a moment to collect myself before I got on air today. Uh, today we're having a gr well, an interesting episode of the Sea Report. Um, I'll say so for myself, and we'll we'll jump right in. Uh, Trump truths coming your way, just as promised. If you all were tuned in or know anything about Lone Star News, which aired this afternoon, uh, we had an extended version of the show, only because the story I had to tell, and uh, I, I just could not put a time factor on uh, sharing that information with the audience. So we extended about an hour this afternoon on Lone Star News, which pushed aside uh, the story I was going to close Lone Star News with um, this afternoon. <clears throat> and the story this afternoon from Lone Star News was a story about the unconstitutional sheriff of Bear County, a man by the name of Javier Salazar, right? And... Um, the reason why uh, I, it was it was agreeable for it to be shared tonight is because it is now a national story. If anyone has been following the unconstitutional sheriff of Bear Salazar, I mean of Bear Salazar, of Bear County Sheriff Salazar, uh, then they know that this man has extended his jurisdiction um, to uh, Florida and has opened up a criminal investigation into non-Texas residents, non-Bear County residents. Uh, probably more important, non-United States citizens. A criminal investigation uh, in, in an effort to assist with Bear County taxpayer monies, these non-citizen, non-Texan, non-Bear County resident individuals that he feels uh, the governor of Florida has um, uh, um, committed a crime against. That is what you get when you have an unconstitutional sheriff. And on Lone Star News, I said it myself, this is going to be a national story, this moron, anyways. Yes, I respect the office of the sheriff. And I back the blue, obviously. But uh, this guy's unconstitutional. So you'll forgive me if I refer to him in the derogatory. This man is my sheriff. My sheriff. I am in Bear County. And uh, this man has now made it my duty to ensure that he is no longer with us after next voting session. So if I mean, you know, I mean, uh, what what can what can I do other than share this information? Oh, I could tell you what I can do. You know, if you've been watching us at Lone Star News, you know, uh, there are procedures to remove imbeciles like this who somehow inhabit office. And I cannot blame 
the people of Bear County alone until we get rid of the voting machines. Now, once we're rid of the voting machines, Bear County people, it's going to be curtains. I'll be like, okay, guys, clearly you all do not understand anything. Okay, you know, until then, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Until we get rid of the machines, how could I blame anybody, right? Until I get rid of machines, I cannot blame the people of my county, let alone America, for getting in these rhinos in the Republic and these traitors to the Republic in the Democrat Party, which are the only two parties that were allowed because, after all, uh, people in both of these parties work fervently within their election offices to disenfranchise independents and nonpartisan voters, as we've clearly seen from the state of Ohio in the case of Frank LaRose, Secretary of Snakes. Yeah, that's right. I don't care what. Frank LaRose, you're on my bad list now. You're on my bad side now. I don't care what's going on personally with anything. LaRose is on the shit list, ladies and gentlemen, basically. Okay. For me here at the Sea Report, you guys know I love my secretaries of snakes. You guys know I love to share my stories about them. Well, you know what? LaRose is a big one. Had I gotten a hold of Barbara Savetsky of Nevada when she was still like in office, you know, she's gone. She's, she's out the door. LaRose, we still have to contend with. Savetsky did Nevada pretty dirty also, you know, now I don't, I don't, know or think, I don't believe based on what I've read, that Svetsky of uh, Nevada, Secretary of Snake, I, I have not read that she did half as much of the activity that this LaRose guy has, okay? But this uh, Svetsky in, in Nevada, another rhino snake in the grass. Okay, that's why we have to get Jim Marchant in. I believe Jim Marchant will be the next Secretary of State in Nevada, okay? And the people are going to vote him in. And that's you're going to see more fireworks happening in Nevada when that man gets in office, okay? If he does everything that he says he's going to do, and I believe he is, okay? And everyone else that's a member of his coalition, you know? I say his coalition. Well, Jim Marchant is the man who started it, you know? I got to shake his hand. I did not get to speak with him at length about his efforts. but. That was the response to George Soros's Secretary of Snakes project, ladies and gentlemen. That was the response, okay? We talk about all of this uh, dirty money, dark money, biased money, highly partisan money infiltrating our elections. Well, if Wisconsin can put the kibosh on Zuckerberg injecting his dark, dirty money into their elections... Why can't the nation do it in regards to George Soros injecting his dark money and dirty money into our elections? District attorneys, judges, secretaries of states, legislators, all of them paid for by George Soros and every other leftist organization that's leaking money into these campaigns. And can you understand why? Particularly at your state level, there should be no out-of-state campaign funds coming in. And why don't you take out the corporations while you're at it, too? They don't represent an individual. They represent a collective interest. I don't care if it's business or not. 
They should not be involved in financing our campaigns in any way. Our campaigns, my campaigns, which are the people that are running in my area, my district, or who represent me, period, okay, had to collect myself before today's show, ladies and gentlemen, because I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be going into some topics that I just, I'm not always comfortable getting into, even though sometimes at length, I can just draw off on it. Um, speaking for the people and the constituency myself, ladies and gentlemen, I, I will say that my piece, amen. Okay. Because because I've never had any of this, uh, what was it, public sector jobs, contractual jobs, none of it, okay? Legitimate, organic, got it, okay? So, great show for tonight, guys. Okay, so, um, you know, well, what we're going to start with Salazar, I promise, and then... We're going to get into the rest. And actually, you know, we should just jump right in because uh, time is of the essence tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Time is of the essence. And uh, I had to adjust uh, some things that were going on over at the foxhole. What's up, Relanon? What's up, Sean Joe? Good to see you guys. And Raven2000, good evening. Uh, thank you so much for the uh, gold pill support over there at Foxhole. Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, okay, um, what's going on, Fun Top 08? Puedes chup <laughs> Okay, uh, Fun Top 08. Uh, yo, um, uh, wait, 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 how do I say this the correct way? Yo tiendo español y uh, yo leer con uh, gran, uh, what's the word, clarísimo? <laughs> no, actually, that's Italian. Uh, uh, um, I understand exactly what you're at. Do you really want me to say that in Spanish? You know, I will never be able to say that. <laughs> I'll never be able to broadcast in Spanish if I say what you want me to say. Anyways, uh, por favor. No, I'm not. Oh, goodness. Anyways. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been sexually harassed on Twitch by a Twitch user. Just. Just in case you just let the record reflect, someone on Twitch has just sexually harassed me. They asked me to perform a sexual act on them, and they even said, "Please." Just letting the record, just letting the record reflect. Fun top zero eight. Anyways, uh, so you see what I'm you see what I'm dealing with here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Not only do I have these uh, interesting trolls over there at Twitch coming out, you know, I have to deal with weeding through. A lot of this um, uh, garbage, this mass information, misinformation, disinformation. You know, you know what sucks is when the good guys plant disinformation. Uh, I don't know what the purpose is. I could imagine the purpose is, you know, what you would think when a good guy plants information that's disinformation, that the reason why they're doing it is to find a leak, right? They're find, they're trying to find out who the, who the leak is or who the weakest link is. Do you get what I'm saying here? Okay. So when they plant their misinformation, disinformation, information, you know, they want to do it to uh, see who the leak is or who the weakest link is. I would assess that's why a good guy does it. When a good guy does it to make you look like an idiot, 
that's another story. Anyways, that person has problems. Okay. Uh, it's like people who are constantly testing people just to see if they're on their side. They got issues. Like I don't appreciate people who do that. Cause I don't do that to people. You know, I take people at what, what they tell me they are right. Wise individuals have once said what they've once said, you show me 100%. You keep yourself there and that's your job. Okay. Not my job. Okay. My, uh, my job should not have to be to scout people. Okay. Trust, but verify granted scout. No. Okay. You know, but I don't personally do that to people. And maybe, uh, maybe I'm letting, uh, too much of my own personal, uh, SOP go right by saying that, but I don't, you know what, if you're going to tell me something, unless my spidey sense, which some individuals in my audience would call my C sense goes off and I just avoid you altogether, you know, then no, I, I would expect if, if my conjecture and my discernment and you can judge my discernment how you want, it's not your business anyways. But if my discernment doesn't say, you know, uh, beware of that cat over there, like that's a big old ball of disinformation and they're just going to choke you up. If my sense doesn't say that, we're good. And then it's your it's your responsibility to stay there, okay? Um, because the discernment will kick in when it needs to, even when uh, it misreads someone on first meet, okay? Even when it meets a uh, misread someone on first meet, and we're all imperfect and, and, and we're all human and we're all fallible, even the ones that don't think that they are, you know? But uh, at the end of the day, ladies and gentlemen, we carry on. Okay. We carry on. So let's get into our Trump truths for tonight. Why don't we? Ladies and gentlemen, President Trump. You know, like I said, I had to kind of collect myself, you know, uh, in, in addition to whatever else is going on behind the scenes here at the Sea Report, you know, that one particular um, video that I played, which I did not make, and I don't know who did. And uh, if someone does, let me know, you know, you, you've, you're bound to have seen it out there on the interwebs before. Um, it, it always gets me. It always gets me. But... Anyhow, you guys are lucky. I almost went on like another five or 10 minutes with this other President Trump thing. Um, these times, guys, I mean, can I just say one thing? Because the last time, which was this past weekend, <laughs> that I, I found I did just a little bit more than a rant. You know, guys, sometimes I go off on my rants. Some of you guys appreciate them. And, and I do get critiques and I, and I, and they are, they are, uh, what's the word they're, um, they are constructive. Okay. They are constructive. I do listen. Okay. But I do get constructive, uh, inputs that sometimes maybe I shouldn't go off on my rants and I shouldn't kind of just, uh, be, uh, uncensored or unfiltered as some people would say, especially when I'm talking about things that largely I find speculative on my behalf, which would be a lot of this, you know, things that I cannot read to you in headlines inside baseball about uh, Patriots or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like really, you know, uh, mums the word as they say for most individuals involved in that. But like, I, I, I get it, you know, 
especially for what I'm trying to do here. If I'm just simply trying to share information that I find and and even some of the analysis that I find, but but solely based on the information, not not on speculation or conjecture into other avenues of what is happening right now in our nation and online, you know, I get it. You know, like I can, all that is fine and dandy. Good. But the, the, uh, going off into these emotional, I understand, you know, but, oh, what can I say? I mean, I am just a man. I am just a man, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I don't know. Um, so we'll, we, we carry on, ladies and gentlemen. We carry on, okay? Um, let's get into some of these Trump truths. I promise you I'll give you more as we move along. I promise you I will give you more. You're going to get a whole lot more. Promise me. I promise you. You promise me? I promise you. Okay. Uh, let's get into some of these Trump truths for tonight. First things first, ladies and gentlemen. First things first. We have some uh, announcements of some upcoming President Trump rallies happening quite soon. Let's check it out. Uh, we have a Save America rally happening when in, wait, where? Pennsylvania, ladies and gentlemen, on November 5th. That is a Saturday. So be on the watch for that. President Trump will be holding a Save America rally on November 5th. He will be hitting the stage at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, let's see what the remarks say. President Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America, delivers remarks in support of his unprecedented effort to advance the Make America Great Again agenda. By energizing voters and highlighting the slate of Trump-endorsed America First candidates, including Doug Mastriano for governor and Dr. Mehmet Oz for United States Senate. In a state where the president's 2022 endorsement record is undefeated currently at 8-0. As Biden's approval rating plummets, Pennsylvania crime spikes and Pennsylvanians grapple with a 74% hike in heating oil coupled with record inflation just weeks away from winter. The America First movement offers the Keystone State an alternative vision for America, safe streets, cheap gas, low inflation, and a thriving American economy. The venue will be held at Arnold Regional or Ar Arnold Palmer. That's the Arnold Palmer, not the drunken Arnold Palmer Regional Airport, 148 Aviation Lane, La Trobe, Pennsylvania. So uh, that's what's up, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but wait, there's more. We seem to have another rally happening in Iowa, ladies and gentlemen. So let's get that announcement going. Uh, this one's happening on November 3rd. Oh, this is before Pennsylvania. My bad. 
So uh, we have a President Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America, holding a Save America rally in Sioux City, Iowa. Oh, Sioux City. I'm going to have to play me a Susie Sioux song after this. On Thursday, November 3rd. It's going to be a Thursday. Uh-oh, it looks like uh, the Sea Report broadcasting will be interrupted for a save america rally on thursday november 3rd it'll be a special edition of the sea report featuring uh, president trump live in sioux city iowa why thank you sir thank you sir uh 7 30 p.m central time the president will hit the stage Let's see here. It says, uh, President Donald J. Trump, 45th President of the United States of America, delivers remarks in support of his unprecedented effort to advance the Make America Great Again movement agenda by energizing voters and highlighting the slate of Trump-endorsed America First candidates, including Governor Kim Reynolds and Senator Chuck Grassley in the great state of Iowa. Chuck Grassley! I couldn't speak length at it, Chuck Grassley, but Chuck Grassley, I know you know, Chuck Grassley. I hope this is a good thing. I hope you don't go Kathy Bernier on me, Chuck Grassley. No, he's not. Uh, no, 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 no. There, there could be no one possibly as bad other than Robin Voss in the Wisconsin State House, the Assembly than Kathy Bernier, but we'll talk about her in a little bit. Last election, more Iowans voted for President Trump than any other presidential candidate in modern political history. President Trump's visit comes as 73% of Iowans say the nation is on the wrong track under Joe Biden and the Democrats. Sioux Gateway Airport. That's uh, 2403 Aviation Boulevard, Sioux City, Iowa. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is where those events shall be occurring. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty good right there, ladies and gentlemen. Good to know. November 3, November 5, we will have uh, two Save America rallies live and in progress. Stay tuned and uh, join us. Why don't you? Now, uh, let's get on to a few more Trump truths from President Trump. You know, as they say, regardless of who the president is, just to get that point straight and across, it is important to hear the words of your president, no matter who it is. Here's our first one from President Trump. Minnesota finally has a chance to have a great governor. His name is Dr. Scott Jensen, the Republican gubernatorial candidate, and he will bring Minnesota back from the brink. Strong on both fighting crime and delivering solid and sensible education, the results will be quickly seen and there won't be any more fiery takeovers of police precincts. Minnesota will be great again. Dr. Scott Jensen has my complete and total endorsement. Very good. Minnesota might get out of the fire yet. Pretty bad in Minnesota. 
Uh, can anyone say Ilhan Omar? Someone did something on 9-11 that people thought was bad? Oh, really? Brother lover. <laughs> okay, next statement. Adam Inaosa. Adam Inaosa will be a great state senator for Texas Senate District 27. Uh, uh, excuse me, President Trump. Have you endorsed Senator, uh, what was that senator's name again? Jeez Louise, Senator Paul Bettencourt of Texas. Yes, yeah, should look into the man. Uh, but uh, President Trump, Adam Inahosa, will be a great state senator for Texas Senate District 27. Hey, that's my neighbor. I'm like District 26. A successful businessman, Adam will work hard to stop inflation, secure our border, protect our under siege Second Amendment, and restore the great American dream. Adam Inahosa has my complete and total endorsement. Excellent. Excellent. Muy excelente, Presidente Trumpo. Well, President Trump. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, yesterday, and, and we'll do it again today, ladies and gentlemen, but yesterday we were highlighting some of the state elected representatives, be they representatives or senators in the state of Wisconsin. Uh, I've just been, you know, we've all been on this local kick lately, and it, it really should be more than a kick. It should be a way of life, you know, from our commissioners to our locally elected individuals. Uh, we should never forget them and we should not ignore them. Um, you know, uh, a very important uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin hangs in the balance for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Wisconsin hangs in the balance. That's part of the discussion. But good to see President Trump endorsing a Texas state senator, not his federal counterpart. Do you get what I'm going at here, guys? Maybe so, maybe no. Maybe a wicked cup of cocoa. Like, what is everybody doing on a Wednesday night? They're doing loyal to the foil. <laughs> I thought she was on Fridays. Anyways. Okay, so let's keep going. Let's keep going, guys. Let's keep going. Adam Hinojosa. So uh, thank you, President Trump. We'll, uh, maybe we should do a profile on Adam Hinojosa uh, for Lone Star News, I mean. Because we're going to do one on uh, on uh, Paul Bettencourt, who's fighting for election integrity. Since he was a tax assessor in Harris County, got elected to the state Senate. Do you hear what I'm screaming, guys? Okay. Maybe so, maybe no. All right. Next statement from President Trump. What does she got to say? Senator Ted Cruz. Oh, boy. Another Texas endorsement or a statement at least right i am buried anyways okay hold on senator ted cruz had the courage and wisdom to write a new and very telling book justice corrupted how the left weaponized our legal system it is great as it spells out in detail things that others 
including Republicans, are afraid to discuss, but should not be. That's right. Things that we should not be afraid to discuss. And you know, it's okay. The computer I'm banging on is broken already anyways. It, it is a must read for those interested in the new hot subject of election fraud of which our country has plenty. Congratulations, Ted. The book is now available. Yeah, you know, that is an endorsement. You know, that is an endorsement. I had no idea Ted Cruz had written a book about election fraud. Um. Anyhow, guys, so, you know, and, you know, that's the thing. This is what I'm talking about right here. It's, it's perfect. It's perfect segue to the majority of the show for tonight. Because uh, we're going to keep it on the Texas track for the moment, right? But um, everybody knows that Ted Cruz's spurs don't jingle, 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 right? You know what I mean? I've said that so many times. You know, I even got attacked for it, right? They were like, hey, Mr. C, why don't you stop attacking Ted Cruz, who's doing something for Texas, and go after John Cornyn? And I was like, because everyone knows John Cornyn's a damn rhino. Anyways, okay, and uh, we're Texas, we're talking Texas here for the moment, guys, but this is all nation, national, you know, implications as well, right? So, you know, and it's okay, I get it. Everyone is entitled to their own perspective, uh, which comes to them at the moment that they are actually aware and access news, you know, whatever. They might not have known what Ted Cruz did back in the day or where he comes from, Canadian, right? But, you know, Go after John Cornyn because he's already been part of the legislature. That's sound. That's actually sound logic. You know, Ted Cruz has only been a senator for how long, right? He's got to play hardball even more. But John Cornyn, a career politician, everyone knows and he's been sitting there forever. <laughs> Why, it wasn't until he tried to destroy the, uh, the history of our nation that people realized what kind of a snake he was, right? He's all 1619 Project. Let's have Juneteenth. Ha <laughs> ha, I'm John Cornyn of Texas, right? Made it a national holiday. The entire foundation on which they were trying to erase the 4th of July and the independence of this nation, our history, our founding nation. A Texas senator was behind all of that, John Cornyn. The people of Texas have realized if we get rid of the machines, John Cornyn's out. If we don't, he's still in, guys. Let's face it. You know, not enough Texans are voting on election day. You know, I keep advising, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Cause I'm just, I'm, I, cause it doesn't matter what I'm saying, guys. I'm not, I'm not some uber wealthy former oligarchic or, you know, whistleblower. It does not matter what the fuck I say. Right. So, so you know what? It doesn't matter. Right. So, um, let's just put it this way. John Cornyn machines in, he's in machines out. He's out. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's all there is to it. Can't blame the people of Texas. They know he's a snake in the grass. They know that John Cornyn is a rhino, but no one can do nothing about it because we still have the machines, John Cornyn. So carrying on, we have um, President Trump talking about Ted Cruz. It's all good. This is where I'm, this is what I'm talking about. Okay, what I'm talking about: Ted Cruz doing a good job right now. Redemption, turning over a leaf. So what if his spurs don't jingle, jingle, jingle? He's doing more right now for election integrity, for securing our border, 
for all of that stuff than John Cornyn has ever done. John Cornyn tried to destroy the foundation of this nation. He failed, okay? Okay, he failed, even though he got Juneteenth to be nationally observed. Think about the origins of that, okay? That's deep. John Cornyn went deep. He went for the freaking jugular, the, the very foundation, origin, and core of our nation, John Cornyn, Senator of Texas. <laughs> Whoops. Senator of Texas, he went after, guys. So, yeah, Ted Cruz has done a lot more. So, does that ride on the lines of redemption? Maybe Ted Cruz is like, you know what? I'm going to fight for America now. You know what? Yeah, I get it. I, you think I'm stupid? I get it, okay? That's why this position is just a little bit more involved when the bigger picture gets involved, right? When you let the external forces inside your own operation, it gets in, it gets, it gets sticky and sticky and stickier and stickier because even the good guys are running operations guys okay against people they don't know who the hell they are and 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 here's another thing to think about you know you think that there's a plan that happens after trump does not get in yeah there's a plan if he doesn't get in okay do you think that there's a plan if he does get in Yes, there's a plan if he does get in. Okay, the, the deep state globalist assholes, all these people, no matter who they are, right? They have a plan for if he does or does not get in. Okay, that is real world sticky, ladies and gentlemen, because that means they can be running people who are as true and blue to you as the red, white, and blue faded glory of your, okay? And they're running for post-Trump inducted into office again, okay? They're there now, okay? They're doing it now, and we're listening to them now, and we're reading their articles now, and we're trusting them now, okay? These people who are ready to bring down this nation after Trump gets back into office, after we're on the path to restoring this republic, there, we are trusting them right now now okay do you see how sticky this gets anyways ted cruz ladies and gentlemen by his book let's talk texas so we can move on with the rest of tonight okay now i promised you guys this story at the heels of lone star news tonight because we got into talking about election fraud and the uh, county judge in Harris County, Judge Lena Hidalgo, who she remembers about taking care of her own backyard, right? She's using the county defense against the state, and she's calling the federal government into Houston, Texas, to observe the observers that the state is sending to watch their corrupt elections in Houston, okay? This is war happening in Texas with the elections. We have county and state people fighting with each other and getting the federal government involved because the people of Harris County that are running the show do not want anyone to investigate the over 140,000 ballots that have been discovered that have no chain of custody, okay? 
You know, we have unaccredited, uncertified machines that are being used in Texas. And now we have 140,000 plus ballots in Harris County that have no chain of custody, which makes them totally unlawful until an investigation has occurred. But it can't because we have a judge in Harris County who has political bias and is partisan and is using that language to obstruct the investigation. And that's why we did not talk about this bonehead, Sheriff Zalazar of Bear County, today on Lone Star News. So I promised you I would bring it to you guys tonight. He is, um, he's made it a national story, guys. The, uh, you know, if this man is ignorant and he looks like he could be, okay, I respect the sheriff's office. I respect law enforcement i back the blue ladies and gentlemen i support them i decry any freaking district attorney that goes in and goes light on criminal you know and i i got charged i'm a two-time dwi offender guys go look it up i'm not embarrassed of my past i take responsibility for the things that i have done you know, you think I'm afraid, you know, you want to, you can say whatever you want. It's all out there on the, you, you, especially these people who have access, if they care to, you can go look, I'm sure you can find some videos out there, whatever. I am not afraid of any of that crap. You think that's going to stop me? I know who I am on the, uh, I know my shadow self. Okay. I know him on the internet as well. I know me. I'm not afraid. Why do you think I'm doing this? Because you think I don't know? Okay, call me what you will. I mean, it does not matter. It does not matter to me what you think. Okay? Anyways, this moron up here, guys, this moron, this unconstitutional sheriff, okay? Because we're, you know, we have a George Soros-backed DA in Bear County as well, okay? Do you think that's not gone unnoticed? All right. So let's talk about this guy because he's made it a national story. Got to get this story out, guys. Got to get this story out. Um, that's why we're bringing it to you on the C-Report. You want, you want an example of an unconstitutional sheriff. There are many of them out there, you know. But this guy in Bear County takes the cake, I would say. Maybe I'm biased because he actually is my sheriff, ladies and gentlemen. But this man, I didn't vote for him. I did not vote for this man. I did not live in Bear County when this man got into office. Okay. This man who believes that we should hire illegal immigrants because he needs a seat at his favorite San Antonio restaurant. And no one else is going to do it and doesn't even think that maybe there's this whole, like, uh, what's the word? There's this whole, like, uh, uh, um, uh, gap in the service because of illegal immigration to begin with, ladies and gentlemen. And that's not the long and short of it. Open borders, amnesty, you know, all of this stuff. And now, in defense of illegal aliens who are not Texas residents, who are not Bear County residents, and who damn well are not United States citizens, is op has opened a criminal investigation into Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida, as if though the jurisdiction of Bear County, where he claims the crime occurred, reached all the way to Florida, and I guess all the ways up to Martha's Vineyard or something like that. 
I don't know what this guy's thinking. This guy could be fighting for election integrity. This guy could be spending Bear County taxpayer money in a better way. But there's, well, you know what? I don't gotta, I don't gotta trash talk my own sheriff. It's a national story, ladies and gentlemen. The Miami Independent has done it for me. So why don't we take a look at the Miami Independent's article on unconstitutional sheriff of Bear County, Sheriff Javier Salazar. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the article. San Antonio Sheriff promotes illegal immigration, drug use, violence, and death. Now, that's a pretty heavy headline, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, can you say clickbait? <laughs> or is it? Is it clickbait? This is my... Okay, you guys wonder why on Lone Star News we're going over all of the protocols for citizens to remove people from office? Have you been watching Lone Star News? San Antonio Sheriff promotes illegal immigration, drug use, violence, and death. Miami Independent reports on this Pelon Mamon, freaking Sheriff Javier Salazar of San Antonio, Bear County, Texas. Chingao. Okay, on January 1, 2017, Sheriff Salazar, Democrat, was sworn in as Bear County's 34th Sheriff. Bear County encompasses the greater San Antonio metropolitan area and is home to nearly two million Texans. During his tenure, San Antonio transferred $1.3 million of the police budget to the health department budget during the defund the police fad of 2020. And murder rates increased steadily from 2019 to 2021. 2021 murder numbers were the highest since 1994 when the city suffered from severe spikes in gang violence. In 2021, Fox News reported that San Antonio, the seventh largest city in the United States and the second largest city in Texas, has become one of the biggest hubs in the United States for drugs smuggled across the border from Mexico. To combat the increased drug trafficking through San Antonio, DEA reorganized the San Antonio district by adding additional people and management staff and split Austin and Waco from the San Antonio district. The DEA had to split manpower to do what Sheriff Salazar could not or would not do. Now, guys, this is just, look at this, look at this juxtaposition okay for lack of a better word we talked about we talked about harris county judge uh lena hidalgo calling in the feds to the state of texas because the state of texas wants to observe the county's elections and i decried that <laughs> Do you see how our government has got all the people just totally crosswise, ladies and gentlemen? So here, because of the fact that the sheriff of Bear County has basically absconded of his duties, they have had to call in the federal government to do his job. <laughs> so what can I say, guys? In some instances, the federal government can work.
when your damn sheriff county ain't doing his job but why haven't the other uh sheriffs of the other uh soros da's brought in <laughs> the federal government <laughs> you freaking texas legislators got your people in a twad right whatever that is okay <laughs> My God, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so DEA reorganized. Okay, yeah, that's crazy, guys. The DEA had to send people from other territories into San Antonio to do his job. <laughs> oh my God, this guy. I mean, come on. There's a, That should be grounds for impeachment or removal. Let me write up something. Oh my goodness. The DEA, you know... Uh, We'll see if the judge approves it, right? Anyways. Okay, the DEA had to shift manpower to do what Sheriff Salazar could not or would not do. Crime has dramatically worsened. Do you know how embarrassing this is for me? Do you know how embarrassing this is for me? That a paper in Miami had to trash my county sheriff. Do you know how... I'm surprised I could I've already gone through my tropes of anger and rage and disbelief, guys. I'm already in clown worlds. You see, I, you know, I am beyond the anger. I'm beyond the depression. I'm beyond the abject denial, right? I'm already in clown world where everything these guys do just make me laugh, guys. That's the final stage, y'all, for waking up is Clown World, because then even the good guys turn on you in Clown World. And uh, what are you supposed to do but other than just go crazy, right? You know, anyways, so that's what they want. All right, because there's a plan after the plan that we patriots are not supposed to know about, you pieces of shit. Crime has dramatically worsened in the past two years. Previously safe, gated communities on the north side are now sharing in the carjackings, home invasions, and kidnappings, plaguing the rest of the city. Many homeowner associations are debating hiring armed guards to protect their residents. I live in north <laughs> I did not write this article, y'all. I live in the north side of San Antonio and now carry a concealed firearm when I run in the parks. Okay. <laughs> in addition to near record murders, crime and drug smuggling slash cartel activity in the Alamo City, the sheriff has presided. Oh, and this was published in the Miami Independent, guys. Like, <laughs> Stupid sheriff. Okay. Uh, and just cartel activity, Alamo City. The sheriff has presided over unprecedented illegal immigration. Since April of 2021, more than 185,000 migrants have arrived in the city, typically staying only for one to three days, according to the city of San Antonio. They, that means the city of San Antonio is complicit in these operations, y'all. The numbers have picked up recently, with the city estimating 19 thousand immigrants will come through in a single month with the increase in uh, immigrant numbers uh with the increase in immigrant numbers has come a massive increase in uh, tragic immigrant deaths one incident occurring in June 2022, when the bodies of 53 illegal immigrants were discovered in a tractor trailer near Lackland Air Force Base 
in South San Antonio West. The deceased victims of human trafficking were from Mexico, Honduras, and Guatemala, and included many children. So the real question is, what is Sheriff Salazar doing about this disaster? He was largely quiet in the news until last week when he began investigating San Antonians who may have cooperated with Governor Abbott to coordinate the flight of migrants that famously landed at Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. Do you see what Sheriff Salazar is doing? Oh my goodness. Move on then. We're not done yet. Okay. Martha's Vineyard has three times the per capita income of Texas, over 50,000 empty hotel rooms, and only had to receive 50 immigrants for the population of 15,000. That is one immigrant per every 300 citizens. Although a sanctuary city, Martha's Vineyard per uh, residents called the Guatemalans trash and had them removed to a nearby army base less than 48 hours after arrival. That's the story you did not hear from the fake news media. <laughs> In the last 18 months, San Antonio had received 185,000 immigrants or one immigrant for every 10 citizens. <laughs> My God. On September 19th, Sheriff Salazar at a press conference stated, what infuriates me the most is I don't get a seat at my favorite San Antonio restaurant because we don't have illegals to hire. Uh, sorry, that was a different statement that I shared at Lone Star News. Um, what infuriates me the most about this case is that here we have 48 people who are already on hard times because of Joe Biden. They are here, well, because he told them to come. I mean, I would imagine the hard times was the trek, unless they uh, received like a coach up to the border, right? <laughs> Actually, I could see that. Maybe maybe they were flown first class to the border, guys. <laughs> That's what's up, okay? Anyways, that is it right there. Let's continue. Let's see. It says here... Um, Salazar said, he says, alleging the migrants were exploited and hoodwinked. That must be a legal term for nothing more than political posturing. He sounds like Lena Hidalgo. He vowed to investigate to find any enablers in his jurisdiction and fully prosecute them. Salazar then welcomed the White House to give him a call. Salazar spoke up about the border in June 2022 with the 53 dead immigrants from the trafficking case, but has been largely quiet about the issue before and after. Under his watch, San Antonio has had an epidemic of murder, crime, illegal immigration, and drug trafficking. Uh, can you throw human trafficking into that, please? All right, I experienced it in Austin. I know it happens here in San Antonio. I've talked to witnesses. A large percentage of the illegal drugs, including fentanyl, 
that plagues the U.S. and is responsible for over 100,000 U.S. deaths last year comes through his jurisdiction. His response has been to roll over and accept cuts in pay and manpower and to oppose attempts to spotlight the humanitarian and legal crisis unfolding at the southern border. I told you guys that Salazar was a yes man. He's a total puppet. As a Democrat, he clearly is uh, defending the leader of his political party, illegitimate Joe, president-selected Biden, and is tone-deaf to the obvious solutions that would take care of most of the problems plaguing his city. Embarrass the president and his party. Shame them. Close the border. The open border is related to all of San Antonio's crime issues. In his personal code of ethics, it seems politics comes first. The safety of his city is a distant second. Cue to the sheriff playing the violin as the city burns to the ground. San Antonio voters need to remember his actions and words in the next election. Perhaps they should recall him before then. That's out of Miami, Florida, ladies and gentlemen. And I apologize to the people of Bear County that I did not keep this in house, okay? Yeah, he's embarrassed us in front of the nation, y'all. He's embarrassed us in front of the nation. You know how incompetent we look as voters? Because no one believes that the machines are fraudulent? You know, even a headline like this, we shouldn't have to read a headline like this, guys. San Antonio sheriff bombarded with numerous threats after opening probe into Ron DeSantis. That's embarrassing. We shouldn't have to read a headline like that. I, I guess there's a reason I had to come back to San Antonio. I don't know. Don't even listen to me until things get done. Um... Do we want to go here? We're already in the second hour. Um, I need to talk about. I need to talk about uh, Senator Kathy Bernier of Wisconsin. Okay, uh, this this graphic is appropriate for it, guys. But I I had other stories I wanted to share with you about fake Republicans, about uh, political party establishment people. Um, I've been meaning to share these stories with you guys actually for quite some time. Uh, that that is that is the trend it seems these days, at least in uh, people who are sharing genuine alternative news, right, and not holding back on it. I mean, sure, there are some operations out there that can be like, well they're holding back on this or they're holding back on that. They're not reporting about this or they're not reporting about that, right? And they can, can they can decry whomever they want, whatever, you know. And then you have those operations out there that uh, are saying, "Oh, well, they're attacking this or they're attacking that," right? And uh, it could be a complete misunderstanding, but um, whatever. 
Um, anyways, uh, imp you know, the whole root of it all, right? You know, political parties, uh, sequestering truth. Omitting until it's convenient. Eh, it's all part and parcel of the same crap, you know. I, 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 just a headline. You know, RNC files 73 election integrity lawsuits ahead of 2022 midterms. You know what the RNC is doing? Do you know what Rom do you know what Romney McDaniels is doing by 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 uh telling all of the Republicans out there that uh, they filed 73 lawsuits for an election integrity? Oh, even though we were silent for the last two years, don't forget, before elections, we filed 73 lawsuits, Republicans. So you can have faith in the GOP, so you can have faith in the Uniparty, so you can have faith in the Republican establishment, but somehow has confused and fooled the conservative base of America far more than the Democrats have ever done to their own base, except for maybe in regards to, like, racism and the KKK. And Planned Parenthood, I would say those are probably the Democrat Party's most egregious, egregious lies to their own party members. Whereas as far as the destruction of America, the destruction of the Constitution, the Republic and our way of life, well, no, most of their voters agree with them on that because the Democrats... Uh, uh, blanket it and cover it over in this uh, nice little package of diversity, inclusiveness, or uh, uh, um, um, environmentalism, right? <coughs> so Democrat voters are all on board with that, but uh, uh, they never would be on board with the KKK and understanding who Margaret Sanger was, right? So the Democrats have lied about that and pulled the wool over their base on that. But think about what the Republicans have pulled the wool over on their base, right? Election integrity, right? Uh, uh, liberty, uh, sovereignty, uh, privacy, uh, fair and free trials, right? A non-corrupt judicial system. What else has the Republican Party pulled off over on its own base? So when you see an article like this, and especially uh, what uh, this close to election day, when uh, Romney McDaniels, the niece of Mitt Romney's, Mittens Romney's of Utah, who is the head of the RNC, Romney McDaniels, and every other Republican establishment politician, whether they were at Capitol Hill or in your very assembly hall, in your very state house, are all rhinos. They said nothing. And many of them have still said nothing. Okay. They said nothing for two years. They, they, and then they want to festoon 73 election integrity lawsuits in your face. And they will, I guess, maybe hope that you'll start to give another red penny to the RNC and the rest of the establishment Republican Party. That's what this was about. Okay. Right. That's what this was about. And uh, then there was this one that follows suit in Hillsborough County, Florida, where the Republican Party, the establishment, attempted to hijack their GOP county convention and silence the grassroots. You remember what happened in Texas when they had their GOP county convention? All hell broke loose for the establishment. And this is from a local. 
Miami Independent. Once again, Hillsborough County, Florida Republican Party attempted rhino-led palace coup thwarted. They attempted to take over the grassroots in Hillsborough County, guys. The Republican Party establishment brought their shit show to Hillsborough County and chairs, Chairman Warshuk strategically exposed their motives, intent, and exposed who they really are. They tell you, right? A wise individual once said, people tell you who they are, they pants themselves. been a listener a long time and this is this is it guys this is the moment i would say many of us have been waiting for the threshold the crux you know the precipice what what else do you want to call it what else do you want to call it But pardon me, I just get in the way, okay? I get in the way. Don't pay attention to me. I am nothing more than an insignificant, inconsequential roadblock on the path to truth. So don't listen to Mr. C or the C report. doesn't matter. But, you know, you know, I, I just ask the question. That's always just been my thing, right? Whatever, okay? Uh... I stay silent on a lot of things. I give benefits of doubt. I'm not I'm not even an investigative journalist, y'all. I am not even an investigative journalist. I read headlines and I do my digging for what's involved and I go as deep as I can for what I know how to do. But like You know, it just, you know, sometimes it just, they're, you know, just, you have to say something. Okay. I just have to say something. There is this, we're in a very real situation as far as the loss of, of this nation goes, at least it's as real as I can determine. You know, if this is some uh, grander type of thing going on here, guys, then uh, that's beyond me, okay? And it's it's not even fair that someone should should have to in in front of an audience question the very existence of the reality that is known but you take someone who is fair and you take someone who attempts to live their life that way and this is what you get and you will have some of the naysayers and the trolls and the jokers in the back laughing satisfied as they watch someone that they have been uh playing with and molding and and touching and pushing uh, basically look like they are 
questioning every single thing that they have known about existence. There are people out there that relish the ability to treat other human beings like that. Okay? That's sick, sad, and disgusting. But you know what? What can we do? There are people out there who are like that. There are people who will do things worse than that. And we all know this. I'm preaching to the choir for uh, money, fame, or power. Whatever. Personal self-interests. You know, speaking of operations, guys. Speaking of operations. Um... The delicacy of the times for specific quadrants of belief. The delicacy of the times. When the enemy has rallied so hard against humanity, and the enemy has rallied so hard against proponents and agents of freedom and liberty and those very ideals that we pride ourselves on that that enemy they stand tightly knit acutely focused to the point of tunnel vision a phalanx against the uh a phalanx against the fans of humanity And then the question of truth is thrown into the mix. And then the question of truth is totally just blended in. The question of truth is blended into the point that doubt, disbelief, lack of faith, lack of confidence, chaos is the order of the day by design. Chaos. In a chaotic environment, truth is extremely hard to see. Everything is happening as it is for a reason. There's a greater danger to the agents of liberty, ladies and gentlemen, in the people who are propping up how do how do you say this i said it earlier if uh president trump does not succeed oh there is a plan if president trump succeeds you better believe there is a plan and they're working right now Now, I'm not going to get tied up again into uh, calling out people. Sounds like a contradiction for what you're about to experience, but I'm not going to get involved in that because a lot of these people are operatives anyways. Even the good guys are operatives, guys. I can say that because I am legitimately... A man from San Antonio, Texas, that has no dealings with 
reporters or no dealings with the federal government, no dealings with any state agency, no dealings with any elected office, no dealings with bureaucratic government appointment, no dealings with contractual hire, no dealings with the military. I've done none of that, guys. So I'm invalid, even though I'm the people, okay? None of that. A lot of these other people that are doing shows like mine are involved in just that. Three times already, for example, on Rumble, my channel has been nuked, but it comes right back. You guys saw me freak out about it one time on the air. Even the good guys have operations. And it leads me to questions, you know. Because, you know, what you guys are watching here on the Sea Report, what you guys are watching here with me as I share the stories and guys, you know, like I, I've been watching and following all of these stories for at least since 05, 06. That's not a long time in the grand scheme of things, you know. But uh, finally, it was not until after 2020 I got on the air and decided that, well, no, I did not really decide, okay. I mean, the only reason why I even got involved is because uh, I contacted Q&A holes to try and promote my book, which had some patriotic poetry in it. And there were no other poets and no other academics who were talking about this side of the uh, coin in their literature, in their work, in their writings. You know, and I'm not here to promote my work, so screw anyone who thinks that, okay? How many times in the two years I've been on broadcast have you even heard me talk about that side of my life? That's none of their business, and they quite frankly don't know how to speak. They shouldn't be speaking about that. I don't talk about their personal shit, you know? Just the stuff that I is fair. It's in the public sector, whatever. You know, it doesn't matter what my personal life is. I don't, I'm not here to promote that, okay? The only reason I even mentioned that to you guys this past weekend was because I just got caught up in a moment. Because I'm dealing with a lot of things on my side that's not big potatoes, guys. And in the end, it's going to be very consequential. But for me, for me personally, in my own relative space of this universe, it is effective towards me. Okay? Doesn't matter. I'm not here to cry about it. Um, assessment and discernment, guys. Assessment and discernment is what you're watching with me, okay? Because even though I've been tuned in and keyed in and paying attention for that amount of years, I still have to weed through all of this information and assess it myself. And it just so happens that you guys get it organically on the air sometimes. And I apologize when my speculations take me out of bounds. And it's happened before, okay? And I've addressed it with you guys as honestly as I can. You know, it's like the question of Steve Bannon, right? You know, we'll use Steve Bannon as an example. Okay. I'm not going to even touch General Flynn or Lynn Wood or Mike Lindell or none of those guys. I'm not going to touch any of them, but we'll talk Steve Bannon. Okay. Okay. And, uh, and this is what I'm talking about with assessment and discernment and my process, which you guys are watching live on the air. All right. Because I am getting informed pretty much right as much as you guys are. I have no insiders. I have no, I don't look for that. I don't seek it. I don't claim it. 
Okay. I don't speak to anybody. I don't talk to anybody. The only time that I could tell you about anything that I know that might be insider might be if I listen to someone else's show. Okay. It might've been Alex Jones in the past. It might be Tori says right now, it doesn't matter in the end guys, because I don't, I don't bring in things into this discourse that I could not prove to you myself. Which is why when I have shared InfoWars articles or I have shared Terry, Tori Says articles in the past, I've always cited them because it's not my work, okay? But let's get back to Steve Bannon, okay? Because here's the deal. I get on air with the C-Report and I, 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 I am, I support that man. Okay. I support that man. And I get on the air and, and I, you know what? I'm not going to apologize. You know, for the moment, John Solomon, before we get to you, it's going to be about me first. Okay. When I get on the air, okay. Because, you know, all these people in the reporting and the journalist and the whatever these people are that do all, they need to hear this shit from someone who's like literally just an American that just happened to be able to get on the air, okay? Because this is not my industry. It's not my forte. It's not what I do, okay? So they need to hear this since they're in the industry, okay? Since all these other people do their reporting and their breaking news and all that other crap, and a lot of them already in operations anyways, and you're, you're watching what happens when someone is paying attention and you guys are just tossing us back and forth like little fucking potatoes, okay? Potato head. Ready? Okay, so before, before we get to you, John Solomon, let's talk about this because when, you know, when I, you know, Steve Bannon and the Steve Bannon war, they're the only ones aside from like, you know, a couple of other notables for the, for the purpose who have been getting on the, uh, America first secretary of state's coalition. How many other people shows networks do you see doing that? Right. I mean, yes, they do, but this is focused on Bannon's war room. Okay. Like I have been a supporter of this man from the jump. Right. You know, and then you even when he went to Washington, D.C. and he he gave a speech and he talked to the people about getting uh, getting patriots to work in the what would otherwise be known as the bureaucratic left like swamp hole that basically was the most effective coup aside from the theft of the election when it came to stopping President Trump's um, final moments in office, if you will. All right. I shared that story, which came from Millie Weaver and Tori Maris. Okay. I'm just saying, go to, uh, go to, um, what is it? Sunlightexposed.com or something. The Sunshine Movement or the Sunshine Project. Okay. You know, and I wrote an article on it and I fully credited Millie Weaver and Tori Maris because that's where I got my info from now. And that's fair. That's what we're supposed to do, right? I mean, it's not my story. I'm just sharing it. Okay. So, you know, all of this guys, when, when Bannon did that, I was like, dude, this guy's so on board. Uh, I never got to share that speech and I'm going to dig it up. I talked about it, but I didn't get to share it. Okay. It was at the, uh, I don't know where it was. It was in DC. 
and he did all that, you know. So anyways, guys, let me let me move on with my point. Time is of the essence, right? And I'm about to rip into Catherine Bernier of Wisconsin. It should be noted, ladies and gentlemen. But um, I, I, you know, <laughs> there's so many people right now that are all, you can't trust Steve Bannon. You can't trust Mike Lindell. You can't trust Lynn Wood. You can't trust Donald Trump. You can't trust this and that. I will not share that crap because I don't know. To me, it's all hearsay, right? But what I will report, what I will share, because you guys are watching me go through my process here, live and on the air, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> That's just the way it is. If you want something more refined and restitute and like, you know, concrete, you know, maybe you should listen to John Solomon reports or maybe... Anyways, so when, uh, you know, okay, so let, let's, let's, let's bring it back with Steve Bannon. I, I have to get this point across so you guys understand my process, okay? Because there's a, it doesn't matter. Okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to understand some of, a lot of the before story here. I shared with you guys uh, the, within the last week or so, I'm sure, uh, that I had stumbled across information that Steve Bannon was not just involved with Cambridge Analytica, but was also one of the founders of Cambridge Analytica. Fra now, regarding Cambridge Analytica, what I learned from the documentary Shadowgate was that Cambridge Analytica was a honeypot project that was intended to embroil President Trump into a scheme that was tied to illegal data collection, and that would have sunk his presidency. Now, knowing that from Shadowgate, what a, a document I have pushed and revered and have uh, expressed the importance of the information that was included in that. And you had people like Mike Cernovich who went out and attacked the uh, creators of that documentary and the whistleblowers. You know, well, small potatoes here at my channel. I'm nothing, right? But still, I shared that because it was a point that I think people who really want to defend this nation and they don't give a damn about politics or political labels and they don't give a damn about personal shit that affects them and uh, personal histories of other people. People who really give a damn, right, I thought should know that one of the people that you trust is decrying a documentary without even looking into the information and just attacking the creators with no other premise than probably someone told them to do that. Who was it? Alex Jones? Okay. So I sit here in defense of myself, really. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's not important. But this is all point. This is all part of my point here, guys. This is all, I'm coming to a point. Don't worry, I'm coming to a point. Even if it takes me until 10 o'clock, I will come to a point, okay? But I basically stopped playing Bannon clips because so many people were going like, oh, you're just a Steve Bannon pusher, Mr. C. Oh, all you do, all your show is, is the Steve Bannon War Room show. That's all you play because he's got Jim Marchant and Christina Caramo and he's got Tina Peters. And, you know, there's hardly any other person out there that is 
doing as much as he is to share the information that is vitally important at this time. And there are others, but I'm just saying on the daily, these are focuses in the war room. That's the reason. And uh, when I find out that Bannon was a founder of Cambridge Analytica, my process was, I was shocked. They didn't report that in Shadowgate. They talked about Roger Stone, but they did not put Bannon in the mix. My bad, Shadowgate producers and whistleblowers. I didn't know. Um, you talk about redemption. I get it. I understand. But I have my own process to go through. And... I have to ask the question. It's my duty. It's my job. I've put my place, I've put myself and my own personal integrity. And, you know, there are, there are certain parts of my life where I really do lack that. You can call me a degenerate if you want to. But um, I have to share the story. Now, that brings me to this point. Why do I have John Solomon on the screen? It's just because I'm watching everything. And I understand that if President Trump gets into office, there is a plan by the enemies that's already in action. It's already being executed. I am not saying that John Solomon is part of that plan or has a role in the network or the machinery or the body or the structure of what comes in after President Trump gets back into office. There's a lot of this type of information. I don't know what's disinformation. I don't know what's misinformation. I have not cared to put my energy into discovering it. But when I see something blatantly egregious, I have to say something. If not because I think that that is going to be the trajectory of John Solomon and Just the News, but if at least to give the benefit of doubt and course correct. But I will tell you one thing. Just the News receives a lot more funding than the C-Report. Okay. I get gold pills from Foxhole, which equates to uh, monetary donations. I get sporadic cash app donations. And every now and then someone will support on the podcast. And I've sold less than a hundred and something dollars worth of merchandise, which is not even a push of mine. Okay. They get a lot more funding. And if I can see something squarely as a lie, I do not understand why a trusted network cannot see it. So I'm not making accusations, but I am asking questions because right now, guys, the amount of operations that are running on and the frustration you might feel for me at this moment is just that. Because this is a lot thicker than I could have imagined. I don't even know what I stepped into. I'm just finding out, guys, what I stepped into. Anyways, so let me, uh, let's cover this story so we can get this show off the air for tonight, right? We can move on to much lighter and festive activities. 
so the title of the show, especially if you're tuning in over at Rumble, you know it. It's uh, the title of the show is Hey, John Solomon. Didn't you know that uh, Senator Kathleen Bernier of Wisconsin is the biggest anti-election integrity establishment rhino ever to exist in the state? That's a mouthful, isn't it? (laughs) So John Solomon of Just the News gives another pass to an establishment rhino that causes patriotic, independent, citizen-led journalist organizations to ask John Solomon what's going on here? Okay. Maybe he doesn't realize that his shoelaces are untied and that uh, maybe his zipper is down, right? Now, uh, let me uh, inform you guys about the previous situation that went on with me. Now, John Solomon of Just the News, um, since the C Report went on the air, has relied on and trusted, and to a point still does at this moment, trusted just the news never mind all of the videos you find on the interwebs about him being a freemason and him being this and him being that okay i don't examine that specifically right but you know never mind all of that noise right john solomon uh not the noise just the news okay so you know never mind all that stuff right that's not what catches my attention What catches my attention is when John Solomon of Just the News, during his podcast, can have individuals like Secretary of State of Georgia, Brad Raffensperger, on the air twice in interviews that were at length greater than 20 minutes and not once ask him a hardball question. Now, one might think that is not enough to kind of bring an individual's integrity to the forefront. And trust me, I'm not, but I am asking the question, okay? I'm not, I am not besmirching the integrity of John Solomon, but I am asking the question. Because we've seen throughout uh, the past two years, post-2020 election, Uh, An endeavor for election integrity, an endeavor to expose any fraud that may have occurred or at the very least correct the um, unlawful elections of 2020, right? We don't have to use the word fraud. Wisconsin didn't. They just said you broke the law. Fix it right? So we don't have to use the word fraud. At the very least, correct the broken laws that occurred throughout this nation in 2020. If that requires a decertification, I'm sorry, but that is just the end result of that. What can we do? You know, oh, it's not written in our constitution. Well, then you need to understand your constitution because nowhere in the constitution, which is a limiting document, did it limit the state's and say they could not audit or decertify their const- their elections, period, okay? So, with that said, guys, uh, you know, John Solomon, we had, okay, the two times that I have on record, he might, he might have interviewed him more, but John Solomon interviewed Brad Raffensperger, Secretary of Snakes, twice, and we played both of those interviews here on the C-Report. 
And you guys may recall my comments afterwards were, you know, great interview, but why did you not ask Raffensperger any of the questions that really could have assisted with the investigations in Georgia? Now, he never once asked uh, Brad Raffensperger about any of the findings, the discovery that the voter GA team uh, uncovered in their investigations. He never asked him once why the uh, Georgia courts seemed to not favor any of this. And, you know, granted, granted, maybe uh, Brad Raffensperger's not one to speak about it. Granted, maybe it's because it was the court's decision. But at least provide that perspective to your audience whom you claim. Well, actually, I mean, I guess I guess just the news doesn't really claim to be anything but conservative, maybe conservative, maybe. But they don't claim to be anything. They don't claim to be for the American people, do they? I mean, they claim to be just the news, not the noise, which I agree with. They do that. They don't get as noisy as I do here at the Sea Report. But, you know, my my underlying feeling after watching those Brad Raffensperger uh, interviews where he did not even bring up anything, all of the discrepancies cataloged and documented and referred to in 2020 that still plagued the courts today and that we still report on here at the Sea Report today. In other words, these cases are still relevant they have not expired. They're not in the past. They are still in litigation. John Solomon could not even ask Raffensperger about those cases. I mean, I would wonder if Just the News or any of the, anyone on their team, and they have a team. Remember, I don't. And yet I can tell you this and they can't. You know, what's up with that? They have funding. They have money. They have a team. You know, they're probably subsidized by the government and we don't even know. But I, that's speculation. Don't I cannot get those receipts for you. OK, anyways, all I can do is sniff out what I see that's not right. OK, and I'm sorry, but not sorry. I have to do it. You know how often I reference just the news and trusted this man. I still to a point do. But. A line has been crossed here, ladies and gentlemen, a big line. And I don't want any of you guys to be their fools. I don't want any of you guys to be exploited by these people who claim to be for saving America, but do strange and weird duplicitous things when no one's paying attention, like giving Brad Raffensperger a easy interview twice for over 20 minutes. And I get it. Maybe it's because... John Solomon wanted the scoop from Brad Raffensperger and Brad Raffensperger would not do it for anyone else. But that begs the question, why would Republican conservative Brad Raffensperger not go on any other independent or alternative, but he will go on John Solomon's where he gets no tough questions, where he gets nothing but praise. And that just looks good in his resume when all of the Georgia voters that do not like him, do not agree with him, do not want him office and think he should go, can look at that resume and say, well, John Solomon of Just the News supports him. And John Solomon supports President Trump. So uh, maybe I'm just misreading this. Never mind my gut feeling. Never mind my personal discernment. 
Let's talk about Kathy Bernier. Kathy Bernier of Wisconsin was one of the biggest anti-election integrity rhinos ever to exist in the Assembly House of Wisconsin, state senator. Kathy Bernier was right behind Robin Voss the entire time. Kathy Bernier decried every single effort for election integrity and audit. Ladies and gentlemen, Kathy Bernier was no friend of liberty. Now that's a lot to say in one breath about Kathy Bernier. Now, a lot of people will kind of be like this, and maybe even John Solomon of Just the News, but I couldn't say so. I couldn't speak for him. They might be just like this. Well, Mr. C, Kathy Bernier is retiring. She's not returning to office. What do you care? You're in Texas. Oh, it matters, guys. Because where are we getting our news from? Who is shaping our perspectives and our points of view? Individuals who uh, celebrate rhinos and uh, totally overlook the fact that they impeded every effort for election integrity post-November 3, all the way up until they decided to retire from office because they knew that they would not get reelected and they uh, sent out a press release about all of their uh, election integrity efforts. You see, here's the cover-up. You have a rhino establishment Republican that fought the people tooth and nail and on her retirement day, Just the News is sending her off with a bow on her getaway car. And I am not going to have it. It's egregious. It's an insult. It's an insult. You want to you wanna play a softball with Brad Raffensperger, John, uh, uh, John whatever Solomon, go ahead. But now you are lying to your audience, okay? Lying to your audience. Here's what Justin you said about Kathy Bernier. Republican state senator blast Wisconsin Governor Evers over unsecure elections. A true statement. They're just the news, not the noise. As the clock ticks down toward election day, departing state senator Kathy Bernier, senator, Senate Elections Committee chair, said the governor vetoed a slew of proposed laws that would have closed loopholes in Wisconsin's elections laws. As the clock ticks down toward election day, one outgoing Republican state senator is accusing Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers of making elections less secure. Senator Kathy Bernier said in the Republicans' weekly radio address this week that the governors vetoed a slew of proposed laws that would have closed loopholes in Wisconsin's election laws and made the state's electoral process more secure. The Senate Elections Committee, which I chair, has passed nearly 30 bills that address these real issues, said Senator Bernier. 
We address the third party money and meddling in our elections. We ensured nursing home residents aren't taken advantage of and closed the indefinitely confined loophole just to name a few. The governor vetoed them all once in 2021 and again earlier this year. Ever said both times that he would not sign anything that makes it tougher for people in Wisconsin to cheat, I mean to vote. These changes don't make it harder to vote, said Bernier. They provide legal direction to election administrators who have either asked for it or the courts have demanded it. Bernier. Oh. I miss my place. I miss my place. Excuse me. Bernier has pushed back on some of the claims from other Republicans about voting and the 2020 election in Wisconsin. She was an early critic of the Gableman investigation. She called his investigation into the last presidential election a charade back in January of this year. She called for the investigation to end in late 2021, months before Assembly Speaker Robin Voss ended it. Oh, is that a trophy she should receive, John Solomon? Sounds like it. Bernier said despite her past criticism of the 2020 election investigation, there are issues that need to be dealt with for elections in Wisconsin. How? convenient that isn't that what they do they do everything against the will of the people until it matters right then they sing a different tune okay so uh let's conclude with uh just the news's uh, conclusion here a statement from senator bernier Sadly, however, the governor made a political calculation that he was going to call all election bills voter suppression. Most, if not all, of the governor's veto messages indicate a lack of understanding of the electoral process, which Senator Bernier, and for me it kind of feels like just the news, has relied upon to get away with giving you guys this piece. Seriously. Um, it indicates a lack of understanding of the electoral process. The, these bills need to come back next session. So either the governor needs to change his mind about the importance of secure elections, or we need to change the governor. Now, that, ladies and gentlemen, sounds like someone that I would want to be my Senate representative. Someone who fights for election integrity, someone who's fighting the Democrat governor, someone who is standing up for uh, all of this and and sponsoring and co-sponsoring bills. That's that sounds like someone I would want right on my side, someone I would vote for. Um, this was a video from just the news because they do videos of their stuff as well. With it, with an embedded advertisement. Anyways, uh, we'll play that real quick. We're gonna have a little bit of overtime tonight's a very important issue uh, episode, guys. So uh, hang in there with me, why don't you? I'll try and get us out of here by ten. Okay, um, uh, let me set us up for good sound. It's a short video. Don't worry, it's only like a minute. I'm just uh, yeah. All of this, all of this media going into supporting Senator Bernier from just the news. I'm sure you guys are just itching to see what else I have to share with you guys tonight. Let's uh, hear this. 
the facts inside our reporter's notebook as the clock ticks down toward election day, one outgoing Republican state senator is accusing Wisconsin Governor. The Senate Elections Committee, which I chair, has passed nearly 30 bills that address these real issues, Inaira explained. Once in 2021, and again earlier this year, Evers said both times that he wouldn't sign anything that makes it tougher for people in Wisconsin to vote. She called for the investigation to end in late 2021, months before Assembly Speaker Robin Vaux ended it. Renier said despite her past criticism of the 2020 election investigation, there are issues that need to be dealt with for elections in Wisconsin. These bills need to come back next session, so either the governor needs to change his mind about the importance of secure elections, or we need to change the governor. Thank you for watching. Subscribe for daily updates. Check out our special offers and big discounts below. All right, so there's there's just the news's um, little video on the same story. Okay, uh, just reading some of the comments tonight. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Raffensperger is blackmailed big time, either his own corruption or an arranged blackmailing operation, says a boneless chicken. Um, based on what I've read about Raffensperger, I mean, anything could be true. Right. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that we don't know, uh, but uh, Raffensperger did work with Landmark Communications. They typically have been proven to run Democrats as Republicans. And uh, he also pandered to the Asian and Chinese communities in uh, the Georgia area. So he. Uh, yeah, he, he may he may be blackmailed or maybe he's done something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I got you there, a boneless chicken. Uh, let's see, what else do we got? Uh, Revolt84 says, eyes open. Uh, Two River says, Bernier. You know, actually, go back into my previous episodes. I always called her Bernier, like beignets. Uh, but uh, Bernier, I heard someone from her state call her that on the TV. So I figured, well, for tonight, I'll say it the right way. I was wrong. Okay. Sometimes when they retire is not the end all, says Two Rivers. They tend to work in the background to do more good or bad. That is a fact. The, you guys tell me by the end of this where you think Senator Bernier will be, Bernier will be working in the background. Revolt84 says, sold us out by the highest bidder. Uh, Two River says a shaking up is happening. God had for a while shake up the church to expose those who backslid into money, fraud, infidelity, etc. Therefore, I think in some cases God will shake up those who claim to stand for righteousness, but is unrepentant corruption. One could only hope. Solomon is a good journalist, says a boneless chicken. I agree with that. He is a good journalist. Uh, he's just not in our lane. Quite possible. Um, <clears throat> he, uh, not sure what he believes, but any chump could see 2020 was a coup. And ladies and gentlemen of the audience, rest assured, as I said, with the team, the staff, 
the funding, everything that goes behind just the news. If I can share with you what I'm about to share with you tonight, there's no reason why he should have uh, paid lip service to a traitor to this nation. Because all of the documentation was out there. Okay. And that's my resources. Those are my insiders, the headlines as reported. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Bernier makes me question her motive. What she got to hide, right? Well, let's not even focus. We're not even going to focus on her motives. Uh, we're going to focus on uh, what she actually did in real life to affect election integrity. Um, let's see here. And... Uh, boneless chicken says, yeah, you can feel it. Still surprised things were allowed to get this bad, but I know it could be much worse. It could be. I wonder now about good applying to him as a journalist, though, perhaps experienced. However, the word fair is my question on him now. That's my question. That's been my question of John Solomon since Brad Raffensperger. He's done two um, interviews, as I said, and I haven't said anything, but this I cannot allow to slip. And it just sucks because it shows the, it possibly shows the depth of the extent of the operations that are running right now. Okay. Even amongst those whom we trust and rely on for the uh, plan after whatever plan or the plan, whatever, you know, Kathy Bernier, let's talk about the case against Senator Bernier. 2020 election integrity and partnership with Rhino House Speaker Robin Voss. Is that the first one that story I want to tell? Let me see. Let me see what comes up first. Okay. Oh, first of all, let's let's change back to this headline. Uh, what's up with that? Just the news. So uh, here's just a confirmation that Catherine Bernier is not seeking re-election, right? So this would make it a non-issue for most people, but I'm not most people, right? Uh, Senator Kathy Bernier announced today that she will not be seeking re-election. She says the, it's her choice to retire, basically. Has nothing to do with politics or anyone forcing her out, right? Uh, we're not going to read it. It's just a reference. Now, here we go. This is what I want. <laughs> The case against Kathy Bernier. Let us begin with special counsel Gableman's investigation into the 2020 Wisconsin general election. Most recent. Now, uh, I assure you, honorable retired Supreme Court justice special counsel to this investigation, Michael Gableman. I made the same face when I read this article from Just the News that praised that put Kathy Bernier in a good light. If anyone knows what kind of enemy Kathy Bernier is towards election integrity, which equals our sovereignty and liberty, it's this man. Former Supreme Court Justice of Wisconsin, Michael Gableman. Here's what Kathy Bernier had to say. And I'm, just, I, I, I'm pulling all the raw articles, guys. Senator Bernier's statement on the firing of Michael Gableman. She said, it's about time. Think about everything that that investigation uncovered. Think about every bit of momentum election integrity got when Michael Gableman completed that report and uh, testified to his findings. 
Think about every bit of gain that we have as patriots at restoring our republic and ensuring our election security. And Catherine Bernier, rhino senator, uh, publicized by Just the News' John Solomon, says it's about time. It's about time they fired that man. In December of 2021, says Bernier, during a bipartisan panel on election integrity, I stated that I hoped. Oh, great. My computer is doing funny things now. Hold on. Dang it. Dang it. My computer is. Okay. The gremlins are in my computer. Hold on, guys. Shit. Okay. Hold on. Yeah, you guys should be pissed off. Okay. Hold on. Let me see if I can get this to work. Oh my God, it can't be. Oh my God, it cannot be doing this to me now. Okay, hold on, hold on. We're not, I'm not giving up. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to have to do this a certain way. They're messing with my machine. Hold on. They're not not they. Anyways, okay. So, uh, hold on. All right. Let me see if I can continue without any more hiccups. Hold on. Okay, so Kathy Bernier states, uh, in December 2021, during a bipartisan panel on election integrity, I stated that I hoped Mr. Gableman's investigation would wrap up sooner rather than later to give the legislature more time to make necessary statutory fixes and to restore voter confidence in our electoral system. His response was to take a taxpayer-subsidized trip to a partisan event which was the Arizona Forensic Audit in Maricopa County. If I'm not mistaken. No, wait, wait, wait. That might have been... Uh, okay, retract that. Okay, let me, let me continue. Um, his response was to take a taxpayer-subsidized trip to a partisan event in my district to attack me personally. Okay, not what I mentioned. Abraham Lincoln once said, better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. Ha! At that moment, I lost all faith in his caliber as an investigator and his character as a man. I'm sure Speaker Voss had his reasons for hiring Mr. Gableman, <coughs> President Trump, in the first place. I applaud his decision now to fire him. Uh, the moments of lucidity from his investigation confirmed issues that were also brought to light by the nonpartisan Legislative Audit Bureau's audit and the one done by the conservative Wisconsin Institute of Law and Liberty, both of them found that there was no systemic fraud in this election. Their solution, and no criminal uh, criminal um, proceedings either, that no crimes are broken. Their solutions were drafted into legislation passed in both houses and vetoed by Governor Evers. I will repeat, ad nauseum that if we want election integrity in Wisconsin, we need the governor to change his mind or we need a change in governor. Bullshit. You don't need to wait for a Republican governor. You don't. 
if you do the will of the people. So uh, Catherine Bernier of uh, Wisconsin Senate basically said that um, everything, every law that was broken, that was discovered by the special counsel is false. And everything that was a discrepancy that was not a broken law was being handled by the assembly and their Democrat governor vetoed it. So blame the governor. You know, Robin Voss said the same thing. He said, we can't do anything until we have a Republican governor. Bullshit. That is an excuse. That is your uniparty working together. You know, uh, you want to you wanna get real measures passed for election integrity or to really assist with America? Well, that's why you have the uniparty system set up. So this way, when the Republicans get something done, they know that their Democrats' counterparts will knock it down if they're in power, or if they're the governor, if they're this or they're that. It's part of the same scheme. So Catherine Bernier can comfortably make those statements and can comfortably believe that her constituents can believe her. Bernier calls for an end to Gableman's election probe. She was never for it, guys. The chair of the state Senate Elections Committee is calling for attacks on local election officials to stop both from the public and from the lawmakers. Senator Kathy Bernier said Monday that her fellow Republicans need to stop attacking the integrity of Wisconsin's elections. Bernier said nothing her committee has seen over the past year has changed the outcome of the presidential election in Wisconsin. So tell me, why is it, Senator Catherine Bernier of the uh, Senate uh, Elections Committee, the counterpart to the House Assembly's Committee on Elections and Campaigns? Tell me why their chair has found all of this egregious uh, discrepancy and possible fraud and definite broken law, but your, her counterpart in the Senate cannot seem to find the same things. How can Representative Janelle Branchin have found everything she's found and yet her counterpart in the Senate cannot? How is that possible? Continuing. Um, it says here, uh, Bernier said that a taxpayer-funded investigation led by former state Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman contains made-up things meant to play to the Republican base. Mr. Gableman is coming to my county, and I will attend that meeting along with my concealed carry permit. Whoa, was that a threat, Senator Bernier? Ha! Do you see what John Solomon is missing? Good Lord. Uh, because Gableman's investigation keeps jazzing up the people who think they know what they're talking about. What is this I hear? Oh, God, I hate to do this. Some people decry titles and tiaras, and some people decry people who aren't whistleblowers or uh, filthy, rich, uh, decadent uh, degenerates who are trying to turn over their leaf. And people who are just Americans somehow become invalid in the grand scheme of things, and you guys can see this is literal poison. I mean, Kathy Bernier just said the same thing. People who don't understand what they're talking about. They were never whistleblowers. They were never insiders. They were never in the military. They were never this. They were never that. They're just average everyday Americans. I'm here trying to save their life. Anyways, so Catherine Bernier seems to think that since the people of Wisconsin do not understand elections, that they should not have an opinion on this matter. Thank God I'm not from Wisconsin.
Next article. Um, Bernier on Upfront says numerous GOP call. You guys, this is a chronicling of everything Bernier I could pull. They're all raw articles. And we're going to go through them so that you can get every single detail and you can get every single uh, just minutia about the way this woman thought her thought process, the way she is, the way she thinks, what she said, the words she expressed. And you think for yourself, if you think she deserved to get a going away fanfare on just the news from John Solomon, and then you ponder for yourself why he would do that and also go softball on freaking Brad Raffensperger. Because there are operatives who are in place for after Trump gets back in office. And I know this is not going to help for the unity. But we've done this to ourselves, even the ones who are trying to help. They clearly put their foot in their mouth. Okay, so we got um, Wisconsin politics. Bernier on up front says numerous GOP colleagues back her call to end Gableman's probe. So not only did Senator Bernier put in to end Gableman's probe, she had her colleagues that she was seeking co-sponsorship with as well. Uh, She says here, I've got numerous communications from my Republican colleagues, both in the Assembly and the Senate, thanking me for my bravery and stepping up to say, you know, we need to draw this to a close. We need to focus on important legislation that we want to move forward. We need to focus on the 2022 elections. That's what all the establishment assholes are saying. I haven't angered all Republicans. There's many Republicans that agree we need to move on. Move on. Spoken like a true leftist, Bernier said her office received more than 700 calls in a single day after she decided to speak out. She described many of the messages as vitriol. She also said she had talked to Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss, who hired Gableman for the investigation, and said Voss indicated a little displeasure, but she declined to elaborate. Bernier, who's a former Chippewa County clerk, said there is misinformation being spread among the Republicans over the election. Next article. Michael Gableman's sham investigation is a threat to democracy. A Republican leader just called him out. Now, here's the thing. All of these news agencies that reported these headlines on Michael Gableman's um, investigation didn't care to share what it found. They didn't care to share what was discovered. They didn't care to share how the laws were broken. They just trashed Michael Gableman's investigation and not even retiring Senator Kathy Bernier had anything good to say about his discoveries. What did she say? Nothing about the laws broken. Oh, but we were already taking care of what he found. So uh, a Republican leader calls out Gableman. Kathy Bernier stood up for the truth on Monday. The Republican chair of the Senate Elections Committee uh, knows it may lead to vile threats against her and almost certainly will come at a political cost. She's not running for re-election, y'all. She did it anyway. That's courage. 
Finally, a Republican leader in Wisconsin stood for democracy. Bernier of Lake Halley eviscerated the partisan review of the 2020 election that Republican Assembly Speaker Robin Voss launched to appease former President Donald Trump. She called Michael Gableman's inquisition exactly what it is, a charade. The investigation by Gableman, a former state Supreme Court justice, is damaging faith in democracy, she said. And then it goes on to talk about uh, how Gableman was hired. A big note on Kathy Bernier. That leads us to point number two. The case in the case against Senator Bernier. How about we consider the Racine, Wisconsin sheriff's case where the elders across the state were found to be exploited? You guys remember this one, right? I told you I'm not done yet with Kathy Bernier. You guys know I'm a big fan of Michael Gableman. You guys know I believe he's one of the unsung heroes of this nation and this time. I will not allow. Kathy Bernier to ride off into the sunset as if though she were some hero for election integrity and stood up for her own constituents. That woman did none of that and she has no place being honored in anything that considers itself a conservative and an alternative to the mainstream media, period. You, you tell us who you are. Some of us have the ears to hear it. Some of us have the eyes to see it. So the case, uh, by the way, the Speak Uneasy, if you're in the audience by any chance, I'm going to be running late tonight. So start the show without me. I will hop on in if the invitation is still there. I apologize. This is going to run late. Okay, I apologize. Speak, I'm sorry. I cannot text you right now because I am live and on the air. Hopefully you are watching or listening somewhere out there or someone message him for me. Anyways, the case against Senator Bernier. Let's talk about Racine, Wisconsin. Let's talk about Sheriff Schmeling. Let's talk about his investigation into the exploitation of the, um, the elders of Wisconsin in their nursing homes, in their rehabilitation centers. Let's talk about how Sheriff Smaling found that the Wisconsin Elections Commission should have faced legal charges for breaking election law and exploiting the elders of Wisconsin. But of course, the corrupt. And the leftist jurisdictional judicial system in uh, Wisconsin failed, failed the elders of Wisconsin. And Kathy Bernier was cheerleading for the globalist deep state interests to ensure that this did not move forward. You guys remember this case, the case of Racine County, Wisconsin, and the sheriff of that, bringing this to the national stage where the uh, law enforcement agencies and the uh, federal agencies within Wisconsin and their own resources all tucked it away to only be blown open again during Michael Gableman's report. It was Sheriff Schmeling's investigation that discovered it was the Wisconsin Election Commission that had authorized 
lawlessly to uh, um, have all of the nursing homes in the state of Wisconsin. It gave them somehow some kind of jurisdiction to collect ballots, which is not Wisconsin law. Sheriff Schmeling investigated this. Sheriff Schmeling thought that this was bad. It's a broken law. We cannot have this. Of course, since he's a Trump supporter, well, he's just trying to help the big lie. But let's check out how Kathy Bernier, Senator of Wisconsin, handled the situation. Check out this first statement. Here is your classic rhino. In the aftermath of the press conference held yesterday by Racine County Sheriff Schmeling, Senator Kathy Bernier released the following statement. I would like to thank the Racine County Sheriff's Department for taking voter fraud seriously. This is the first case of law enforcement doing what we have urged since November of 2020, finding specific violations of the law and bringing them forward for DAs or the AG to charge. What Sergeant Luell uncovered uncovered was the reason why we set up special voting deputies in the first place. The law is there to protect the vulnerable. The law did not fail to protect the vulnerable. Those who ignored the law did, including the Wisconsin Elections Commissions. If Ann Jacobs, chair of the Elections Commission, is so proud of her guidance rather than rules, then she would have made sure they provided clear guidance, training, and penalty toward nursing home staff that ended up assisting residents and ultimately abusing them. The fault lies with the Wisconsin Elections Commission. The six members of the commission partisans from the left and the right have caused gridlock on enough important issues to render the commission nearly pointless. The staff, including Administrator Wolf, are hamstrung by an ineffective commission that was set up to fail. Well, Senator Bernier, such strong words. Perhaps I should trust you. If you understand the um, schematics of what's happening in Wisconsin, you understand the players and why they're playing. This statement by Senator Bernier has not only proven how duplicitous she is. Um, ladies and gentlemen, you know I consider rhino speaker of the assembly robin voss to be a professional duplicitous politician i am pretty sure that he took some notes from senator bernier she had his back the entire time guys she was in his corner every step of the way don't you forget that and uh don't worry i got the receipts so uh Let's let's kind of dissect into this. Why do I say that? Professionally duplicitous. She is the uh, she is the predecessor to Robin Voss because she basically protected who she needed to protect in this statement. Okay, 
blamed who she needed to blame and saved face and also thwarted election integrity all at once. Now, if you know anything about anything, you know that Megan Wolf, the current uh, Wisconsin Elections Commission administrator, who also sits on the board of the Election Rigging Information Center, I mean the uh, Electronic Registration Informa Information Center, guys, you know that she has been under the spotlight from the jump because she is the one who is the top election official in the state of Wisconsin. So even though the secretary of state and the legislature has absconded their constitutional duties to the WEC, the W the Wisconsin elections commission, the top election official is the administrator of that agency. And that is Megan Wolf, whom Senator Bernier who probably understands that her operations run into a national agency known as ERIC has shifted the blame on the Wisconsin Elections Commission and on their chair, whom was already fingered for arrest by the sheriff of Racine County. Now, this statement was made by Kathy Bernier on October 29th, 2021. In fact, here is her official press release where she says, again, the same thing. She blames Ann Jacobs, chair of Elections Commission, who was already fingered by Racine County Sheriff for arrest. Okay. She blames the Wisconsin Elections Commission. She absolves Megan Wolf of any responsibility. And then she goes on to uh, save face for herself by uh, attacking the Democrat governor. Do you see how this political party to one party, uniparty, two party system works. They can cover for each other. They don't just need other people in their party to cover for them. Here's an article from, uh, what's the date on this thing? November 1st, 2021. State Senator Bernier says she's not convinced of legal charges in Racine nursing home voting case. Oh, really? Well, it just sounded like a few weeks ago, you were all up for it and blaming it on the Wisconsin Elections Commission. Now she's absolving any legal charges when we know it was a clear violation of the law. The sheriff of Racine County notified and investigated criminal actions. Through his investigation found crimes were violated. Crimes were committed. Laws were violated. Recommends arrest. And now you have State Senator Kathy Bernier saying that uh, no criminal charges should have been brought to that uh, racing uh, constitutional sheriff Schmeling. Hello, John Solomon. John Solomon, are you paying attention? Because let me tell you what, you've got a lot more resources than I do. You better tell the truth, buddy. I can't give him the benefit of doubt, guys. I'm not even done yet. I'm not even halfway done with all the documentation that shows what kind of a duplicitous, fake, two-timing, double-faced, two-faced rhino that this woman was. And yet we have a publication that is trusted by many patriots all the world over who's fair and balanced, but yet somehow missed all of this information, and yet somehow missed all the information on the investigations that Voter GA has done, completed, and brought forth to the courts in Georgia about Brad Raffensperger, and he cannot even ask him that question when that snake will not appear in front of any camera, and the one camera he appears in front of, it's all softballs and bubblegum. John Solomon. 
I'm not done yet. I, I have to apologize again to the speak uneasy because this is a lot and I am not done yet. <laughs> See, Racine County Sheriff Christopher Schmeling says the commission itself should face charges for keeping special voting deputies out of nursing homes in 2020. He claims that allowed nursing home staffers to cast false ballots in the name of patients. No charges have been filed by the DA's office because they're going to kick that can around. And this is this it's, it's it's stupid. It's stupid that this woman is not seeking re-election. She's not going to get re-elected. We don't got to worry about her no more. Why are we sending her off in a reign of glory? There's no noise. You're right. You're not going to speculate about her being a rhino. But you're going to ignore everything that she did to prevent the people of Wisconsin getting their audits, getting their investigations. So let's talk about Senator Bernier and 2020 election integrity and her partnership with Rhino House Speaker Robin Voss. Now, you guys see this photograph here, right? These are the good old days, guys, right? During the Arizona forensic audit. Who do we got here? We got Mark Fincham. We got, uh, we got Wendy Rogers. We got Timothy Ramtham of Wisconsin. We got more people whose names I should recognize and their names. I recognize, uh, I recognize, uh, what's this? You guys can't see his head. Look, watch. You see right here? Watch. Yeah, we got uh, Pete, We got Doug Mastriano's uh, head right here. His, his uh, marble crown has made an appearance. Now, these are the people who went to Arizona to discover what a real forensic audit looks like, Governor Abbott. Because the people, uh, forget that stop the steal shit. That stop the steal stuff, that was also an operation, guys. That a lot of us fell for. Yes, we do want to stop the steal. That's what this is all about. But we're not gonna we're not gonna hold up that banner at this show, at least. Anyways, okay. So the glory days of the summer of 2021. And that's what that is, right? Let's see what Kathy Bernier, the esteemed and highly honored and regarded senator for election integrity at Just the News, had to say about that. Let's see. Senator Bernier, colleagues, ask U.S. Congress to halt efforts to usurp elections and weaken the system. Okay, so this one, you know, Oh, this one actually could sound like a good one. And I throw these articles into the mix to illustrate their duplicitousness. They will say one thing and then do another or say another subsequently. So it says here, uh, Senator Bernier joined 28 Wisconsin legislators in sending a letter to the Wisconsin congressional delegation asking them to stop efforts by Democrats to destroy election integrity through a federal takeover. The Heritage Foundation recently ranked Wisconsin's electoral system as having nearly the highest structural integrity in the United States. Efforts to erode that integrity through blatant overreach by the national government are wrong and harmful 
and threaten the constitutionally protected system of federalism. Uh, Bernier says, uh, over the last 10 years, Wisconsin has taken great strides in ensuring the integrity of our elections, everything uh, superficially. Okay, so she's, uh, she's all for it, right, guys? So uh, this is a charade. This is an article that harkens back to uh, the uh, Gableman report. GOP senator voting experts urge Wisconsin Republicans to halt election attacks. December 14th, 2021, this came out. Um, it says here, the Wisconsin chair of the Wisconsin Senate Elections Committee on Monday urged members of her own party to halt their attempts to discredit the bipartisan election system they created and to oust the state's top official. The moves began after president selected Joe Biden's narrow victory over Donald Trump. Let's skip there. Senator Bernier. Bernier, who oversaw elections for 12 years as Chippewa County clerk, accused some Republicans of spreading falsehoods about Trump's 2020 election, lost to jazz up their political base. And uh, she called on former Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman to finish his partisan review of the election soon to limit the damage to the Republican Party and Wisconsin democracy. She says, I am a Republican. I vote conservative. I want Republicans to win and for our good policies to continue forward. This is a charade. What's going on with this constant drumbeat of all the massive voter fraud? There's a simple explanation for almost everything that people accuse election officials of doing. CEIR focused Monday's event on efforts by Trump supporters to contest the audited and verified results. How interesting that CEIR, one of the very organizations that's connected with CTCL and is being accused of infusing their own monies into Wisconsin's elections, hosted an event that Senator Bernier participated in. That's not all here. Here's from her website herself. Look at this gremlin, Senator Bernier. Uh, here she's talking about the election of November 3, ladies and gentlemen. As this week, I've heard from many of you about concerns, our election security and voter fraud. I share your concern for the integrity of our elections and agree that we must do everything in our power to ensure that elections in Wisconsin are accurate, transparent, and only include eligible legal votes. As chair of the Senate Elections Committee, I will be joining my colleagues in the Assembly and convening a joint hearing next week. We will take testimony from the election officials and others about alleged voting fraud in Wisconsin. As a former county clerk and the current head of the Senate committee dealing with elections law, I strongly believe that the integrity of our elections and the republic and the public's faith in those elections is of paramount importance for our republic. That's why I've spent the last several years working to strengthen our election laws. Okay, so you see all of this build up. And then we get to uh, what's going, what was going on on election day in uh, 2020. It says, um, 
after every election, the county board of Candace meets. There's always a county clerk, a Democrat, and a Republican represented on that board. They will review the results, vote totals for all races, total numbers of ballots, and the final number of voters on the voters' rolls. If those numbers do not match, it will be noticed. In addition, there will be random audits of numerous polling locations from around the state. As someone who spent my career making our elections more secure, I can tell you that voter fraud is more difficult to accomplish than many believe, especially on a large scale. However, we will continue to take every claim of voter fraud seriously and leave no stone unturned as we investigate these allegations. So, examples of their duplicitousness, ladies and gentlemen. Now that was in the uh, that was in the um, aftermath of 2020, trying to reassure her constituents. And indeed, Kathy Bernier does get the benefit of doubt until the fraud is proven. But we're highlighting the operators that have been pulling the wool over our eyes, as it is understood that the 2020 election was stolen. Okay. Senator Bernier reacts to LAB audit of November 2020. That is the Legislative Audit Bureau. She says, I have reviewed the Legislative Audit Bureau's extensive review of the November 2020 election. The Joint Legislative Audit Committee will hold a hearing on the audit's findings. Per my review, LAB did not reveal any sizable or organized attempt at voter fraud. What the audit did show was that, once again, election administration at both the state and local level was sloppy and consistent procedures were not followed. Uh, I wonder if that's in lieu of broken election law. The Wisconsin Elections Commission must be compelled to actually follow the rulemaking process. My fellow legislators and I have been telling them this repeatedly but it seems they have not gotten the message. Further steps will be taken. Second, a large number of the recommendations put forward today by this nonpartisan bureau to improve election integrity were already passed by the legislature, but vetoed by the governor. Do you see the many levels and firewalls of protection that these people have? You understand that by... The state of Wisconsin legislating the Wisconsin Elections Commission into existence, they could mismanage their elections as much as they wanted to until the people noticed. And then they could blame the WEC and we could forgive the sins of a stolen election, move on to 2024, and business as usual, but now it's in the hands of the Wisconsin Assembly. You want to talk about 4D chess, 5D chess, 10D chess? That's where I'm taking this analysis, ladies and gentlemen. Chair of Senate Elections Committee does not support another election probe, August 2021. Kathy Bernier, Republican Chair of the Senate's Election Committee, does not believe that it is necessary to launch another investigation into the results of the 2020 election. Senator Kathy Bernier said it would not be productive to have another review of the presidential election result because two are already ongoing. Having another separate investigation I don't think would be fruitful. 
Right now, I have full confidence in the forensic audit that the Legislative Audit Bureau is doing, says Bernier. Bernier's comments come just days after her Republican colleague, Representative Janelle Branchen, chair of the Assembly's Election Committee, issued subpoenas to take ballots and voting machines from Wisconsin, from Milwaukee and Brown counties. Bernier said, I don't know why Janelle is not holding off a bit until we get the legislative out of bureau. Maybe she does not have as much confidence in them as I do. Branchen wants to conduct a cyber forensic review of the results despite a top Republican pushing back against her efforts and others questioning if she has the authority to do so. A memo from the nonpartisan Legislative Council suggests the subpoena are, subpoenas are invalid because they don't have signatures from Assembly Speaker Robin Voss and Assembly Chief Clerk Ted Blazel. Only Voss has the power to issue subpoenas according to the menu. I mean, sorry, according to the memo. Um, hell no, said Evers when asked if the clerks from both counties should hand over voting equipment. You've seen what's going on in Arizona. It's a clown show. Well, Mr. Evers, that's how I feel. Voss already shot down the idea of launching another election probe, arguing he already has spent a special counsel, former Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman, looking into the results. Prior to announcing Gableman's role, Voss had hired two retired police officers at taxpayers' expense to review the election. Voss later said they quit earlier this month. Oh, God, that's about where I started reporting, guys. Um, so Bernier is not for it. Senator Bernier, who served the uh, Chippewa County clerk for over a decade, said once all the investigations are complete, she hopes the findings will begin to restore confidence in elections. Sure you do. Prominent Wisconsin Republican rebukes fellow GOPers for baseless election attacks. Yeah, I got a whole lot more on Catherine Bernier. Let's see, this is from December 13th, 2021. Uh, Catherine Bernier delivered a stinging rebuke of the state's legislature's investigation into the 2020 presidential election results Monday, saying her party should move on from bogus claims of voter fraud for its own good and for the good of the country. Bernier said, no election is perfect, but there is no evidence of intentional malfeasance. No, uh, no evidence that the election in 2020 was not accurate, says Kathy Bernier. At one point, Bernier choked back tears as she recited the famous quote from Benjamin Franklin, describing America's newly drafted constitution in 1787, a republic if you can keep it. We're in jeopardy of losing it says Bernier, as she fights voters. All they had to do was give us what they want, guys. All they had to do was just say, okay, let's have an audit. Instead, they fought it. They fought it. They fought it. They're still fighting it. She was fighting it. And on her way out, she says, oh, I was all for election integrity. Remember me in a cloud of glory. And John Solomon capitulates. Next story. I'm already out of time. State Senator from Chippewa Falls supports keeping Wisconsin election commissions intact. Did you, did you read that? Check this out. Did you read that? What did we just share about Kathy Bernier? What did she say after the Racine, Wisconsin issue? 
the Wisconsin Election Commission should be held accountable. And then it went to, uh, it needs to be taken apart. Then it went to, uh, they should not be charged for any crimes. And then it went to, let's keep the Wisconsin Election Commissions together. Kathy Bernier. This one comes from August 2022. This was actually more like the uh, cherry on top here, guys, of her duplicitousness. But, you know, it's fine because it shows you this, we we just covered this in a previous story this this very hour. The chair of the Wisconsin Senate's Election Commission uh, Committee is breaking from her party's top candidates on the question of who should oversee the state's elections moving forward. Senator Kathy Bernier said in an interview she wants to keep the Wisconsin Elections Commission intact. The position is a departure from the Republicans running for the state's highest offices have pledged. Candidate governor, uh, candidate for governor Tim Michaels has said he supports disbanding the WEC. Michaels said earlier in the primary campaign he wanted to reform the commission before changing his position to go further. Representative Amy Ludenbeck, uh, the GOP candidate for Secretary of State, also changed her position, eventually taking a stance in support of dissolving the commission. Bernier said she believes calls to disband the commission are too extreme, instead proposing to add a seventh tie-breaking commissioner to the board. Sometimes you have to realize you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, said Bernier. Fucking bitch. You just have to fix and repair, and I think it just needs some fixing and repairing. <laughs> this is insane, guys. So duplicitous. I don't know. You guys tell me. What do you think? Have I presented my case about Kathy Bernier? <laughs> do you not think that an agency that has more resources than yours truly should be aware of this? I mean, okay, guys, here's the pinch hitter, right? Here's the pinch hitter. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Here's the pinch hitter, right? We're, we'll just go through the headlines. Gateway Pundit. I, didn't, I did not share these articles initially at the start of this because they're also under the uh, microscope right now. Alert. Wisconsin Speaker Voss and Senator Bernier are now pushing legislation to give a head start to election cheating. They want to pass it today. More importantly, ladies and gentlemen, Senator Bernier has been behind a lot of legislation that went directly in the face of the rule of law, the ruling of the Supreme Court of Wisconsin, the Constitution of the United States of America, and the will of her constituents. Her and Robin Voss. She and Robin Voss, whom I have decried, Robin Voss specifically, here on this show so many times, but never once really shared the spotlight with Bernier. And now we're shining it on. Still passing legislation. You know, after the Wisconsin Supreme Court ruled that absentee drop boxes were unconstitutional. Senator Bernier and Robin Voss both wrote legislation and snuck it into a bill at the last moment in an attempt to get the assembly to vote yay on it. These are two Republicans. These are two establishment politicians. They are damn dirty rhinos.
and I will not allow this to go unmentioned. Here's another one. Wisconsin Speaker Voss is secretly uh, pushing legislation to increase number of drop boxes after judge ruled them illegal. Guess who was supporting him? Guess who was behind him the entire time? I already told you, you know who it was. It was Senator Bernier. Every time they talked about the election audit in Arizona forensic, she decried it. She called it a clown show. She said it was stupid. Every time they tried to push for an audit in Wisconsin, she could not even respect the will of the constituents, her voters. Not that they voted for her. There's machines. Look at. We received information from two trusted sources that Speaker Voss is working with outgoing Rhino Senator Kathy Bernier. You might recall that she is the same Republican senator who criticized fellow members of her party who wanted an audit in the state's 2020 elections. This is after the Supreme Court ruled it unconstitutional. Wisconsin Speaker Voss and company joined Democrats in adding early cheating amendment to Senate Bill 941. Guess who was on board with Voss? Well, of course, it was none other than Speaker Bernier, John Solomon. I mean, you do reporting, don't you? I mean, it's not noise. You don't have to call her a traitor. You don't have to call her a backstabbing bitch. You don't have to say any of that, John Solomon, but you could at least report the facts before you send her off in a cloud of glory, a self-realized, self-created cloud of glory that uh, Senator Bernier sent herself off in, right? Saying, I'm here for election integrity. Remember me? I'm Senator Kathy Bernier. Bye. And off into the sunshine she goes like Mary Poppins, right? Bullshit. That's all I got to say about that. Total bullshit. So, uh, there's more. (laughs) Big news. Wisconsin Senate Committee subpoena absentee ballots and vote machine records from City of Madison for 2020. So, we have Wisconsin Senate Committee subpoenaing for this information. So what's the deal? What's the story, Morning Glory? Hmm. I know Bernier's hiding in here somewhere, right? (laughs) Goodness, it says here, the subpoena issued by the Senate Committee on Elections, Election Process Reform and Ethics, and signed by Senate Majority Leader Devin Lamahoe, Senate President Chris Kapanga, and committee chair Senator Kathleen Bernier calls for the city to turn over all physical ballot certificates for the November 2020 election. The mayor Madison immediately denied the request. Undoubtedly, Bernier found something that wasn't so bad with that. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, I don't know that I laid out my case. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I don't know. Let me see if I can let me see if I can take a temperature in the chat room. <laughs> Revolt 84 says the Republican Party left me when they put up when they put Romney up. Oh lord. You see, see some of us have been here for quite some time. 
Someone is showing us who they are, says Revolt84. I bet her retirement has ever, every much to do with her bad integrity. She is a rhino after all. Exactly why she's not running again, guys. Exactly why she is not running again. She knows she's done. Her goose is cooked. So we'll close tonight's show with this man. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to give you a bad egg who is leaving the assembly in Wisconsin. We're going to give you a good egg that is unfortunately leaving the assembly of Wisconsin. And that would be this man, Timothy Rantham, who has been serving as um, a representative for the people of Wisconsin and fighting for election integrity like very few state representatives do. In Wisconsin, I've counted about three, not including Kathy Bernier, who claims she's all about election integrity. Okay. Um, and who uh, has lied and gaslit all of her constituents. Lied to and gaslit. Hold on. Let me uh, drop this um, banner for Tim Rantham. Okay. Here we go. Timothy Rantham has been fighting for election integrity. This is a man who has been vocal, who has been attacked, who has been persecuted, and most importantly, who has been transparent and open and honest about his position and his job as the representative voice of his constituents. The only reason why Tim Rantham is outgoing is because the man run for governor, ran for governor on the promise of election integrity and the promise of correcting 2020, on the promise of securing our elections, restoring our republic. But as, uh, as the story goes, he did not get the... Uh, bid from the people of Wisconsin. So the Assembly House of Wisconsin is losing one of their strongest and most vocal, if one of their singular actual statesmen. It's a sad day. You're going to have a state representative, Janelle Branchin, and uh, there's one other, I forget his name, uh, that have actually signed. That's that was three people in the entire assembly of Wisconsin that were actually fighting, visibly fighting, getting persecuted and tormented, fighting for election integrity. You know what Tim Rantham went through? Robin Voss stripped his office of staff so he couldn't get any work done. Robin Voss barred him and uh, um, kept him from attending any committee meetings. I like almost everything short of censoring him and punching him in the nose. Rantham went through. And Rantham did some big exposés into rhino Robin Voss. And it's because of this man that we were able to share those stories, ladies and gentlemen. 
such as the fact that Robin Voss was uh, not only behind getting absentee ballot drop boxes in the state of Wisconsin, but across the nation when he used to serve as the president for the National Board of State Legislators. A lot of information. Um, it was Timothy Rantham who blew the lid open on uh, Robin Voss and Senator Kathy Bernier for trying to sneak in legislation that would have legalized unconstitutional ballot drop boxes. The unsung heroes of today, ladies and gentlemen, are few and far between. And we are lucky when we have someone there that is actually fighting for our freedom. It should be noted, this man is an American hero. This man made great strides in the state of Wisconsin that puts them at the top of my list for the first to decertify the 2020 election. And this man is fighting for election integrity till his last day in office. Uh, we'll close tonight's show with some stories about Representative Rantham in his fight to restore the security of elections in Wisconsin and thus lead the nation. Uh, check this one out. We've never shared this one before. This is uh, Representative Rantham and, and his colleagues appeal to the authority of fallacy. What's that? What does that mean? It says uh, state representatives listed above uh, released the following statement regarding Monday's growing threats to election professionals in Wisconsin news conference. Senator Bernier announced the election official legal defense network would be providing free legal defense attorneys for election officials. This effort is funded by a nonprofit organization called the Center for Election Innovation and Research. We question the ethics and legality of clerks receiving pro bono assistance from nonprofits. It is relevant to let the people know that of the $300 million that Mark Zuckerberg donated for elections in 2020, $250 million went to the Center for Tech and Civic Life, and the remaining 50 went to the CEIR, the Center for Election Innovation and Research, who later received an additional $19.5 million for a total of $69.5 million. The Center for Election Integrity uh, Research and Research Innovation and Research uh, founder David Becker, present at the conference, claiming there was no evidence of fraud, has a long history of working in elections. In 2005, an ethics complaint was filed against him for being partisan in a nonpartisan role against Republicans as a trial lawyer in the voting section in the United States Department of Justice. He left that role shortly thereafter and became a senior staff attorney for the left-wing activist group People for the American Way in 2006 and became director of their campaign in 2007. Afterward, he became director of election initiatives at Pew Charitable Trusts, who funded the election information, electronic information rigging center, I mean election information rigging center, I mean the electronic information registration center, ERIC, funded by the Pew Charitable Trusts. From the same guy, okay, anyways, let's carry on, and created the Electronic Registration and Information Center. Oh, that's what I just said. A national computer voter registration system in 2008, which currently shares voting data in 30 states. We find it interesting and most concerning 
that this individual who happens to be the founder of the ERIC system and the CEIR would need to create EOLDN to offer pro bono attorneys to defend election officials. We find it further concerning that Kevin Kennedy, former director of Wisconsin's Government Accountability Board, who also led on the John Doe investigation against the Walker campaign, is also on the board of directors for the CEIR. It appears the press conference panel's answer for those who question the integrity of an election influenced by Zuckerberg money is to bring in more Zuckerberg money from CEIR and EOLDN to protect those who took Zuckerberg money from CTCL. And that is an example of the caliber of work that Timothy Rantham was doing in Wisconsin. No minced words, all balls busted, and the truth smack dabbing you in the face, ladies and gentlemen. That was Tim Rantham, 2021. Did it all the way through the end, guys. I've read several of his pieces of his work. and He never failed to cause your jaw to drop, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so uh, this is uh, the, the big one he's working on his way out. We've talked about the Wisconsin election administrator, Megan Wolf, the one that uh, Kathy Bernier was running cover for. Uh, before she uh, flip-flopped on her stance against the entire Board of Commissioners on the WEC. Rantham is circulating a bill to impeach Megan Wolf for corruption. Now, this is a legacy media outlet, Wisconsin Examiner. There will be biases against Rantham in this article, but no one else in the Alternatives or Independents are talking about it or they are reporting on it. So it goes like this. State Rep. Tim Rantham on Tuesday began looking for co-sponsors for a bill that would impeach Wisconsin Election Commissioner Megan Wolf for corrupt conduct in office. Rantham is one of the most right-wing members of the legislature and a former Republican candidate for governor who ran largely on a platform of 2020 election denialism. The bill is largely a rehashing of the many Republican complaints about the administration of the 2020 election and the WC itself. Numerous lawsuits, recounts, audits, and reviews have affirmed, according to this outlet, that the 2020 election was won by Joe Biden. Blah, 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 blah. The 22-page bill includes references to many of the characters and actions that election conspiracists have focused on as evidence that Wolf acted wrongfully. In some of the cases, the decision she's accused of making corruptly was uh, actually the responsibility of the six appointed members of the WEC. They will always cover for her. The bill points to the use of absentee ballot drop boxes, the acceptance of outside grant money by mostly Democratic cities to aid election administration, the decision by the six commissioners to forego sending voting assistance into nursing homes during COVID-19 pandemic, and the use of an online portal to allow requests of absentee ballots as evidence of Wolf's corruption. Wolf was appointed as administrator of the commission in February of 2018. She was unanimously confirmed to the position by the state Senate in May of 2019. After uh, previously serving as the agency's deputy administrator and IT director. Uh, and then it goes on to defend Wolf a little. And it says since the 2020 election, Rantham has been unable to garner widespread support in the legislature for his election-related legislation. Uh, 
He spent much of the last year attempting to attract co-sponsors for a bill that would decertify. The only two have co-sponsored Janelle Branchin of Menominee Falls. And here's the second state representative who actually is worth anything. Uh, Chuck Witchkers of Muskogee. So after Rantham's gone, those are the only two that remain. Unless they uh, elect some more in. Um, this 22-page dissection of the uh, role of Administrator Wolf. I'll make sure to post that on our resources page over at the Sea Reports Telegram channel. And all of the other articles I have presented here today, which means my Telegram channel is going to get a plethora of Kathy Bernier articles. I don't know, guys. You tell me what you think. I rest my case. And I rest the case of The Sea Report, episode 399, coming to you guys on this Wednesday night. I have broken engagements. And I am late as usual. <laughs> so let me see what I can do about it. Thank you all for joining me this evening and hanging there, hanging in there with me. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, be safe, be blessed. God bless America. God knows. We need it. We'll see you next time. Let's talk about Georgia. Uh, President Trump truthed about this earlier. Ballot images missing, right? Drop boxes with no video. And Disney's like, well, we don't care about that. We're gonna die on this hill. We're gonna be gay and we're gonna rape our children no matter what you say, because we are Disney. Uh, we don't normally run see in the dark uh, during the week. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, what the heck is this bald band talking about? Uh, you know, multiple broadcasts and shows come here on Mr. CTV channel. Uh, so you've got your C report Monday through Friday in the evening hours, right? And uh, we do see in the dark, which is a late night weekend talk show kind of, you know, broadcast, right? So guys, watch out. We got a swamp creature coming to the screen. So look out now. Look out now. <laughs> oh no, it's wretched Gretchen Whitmer. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? It's Mr. C from The C Report, and I'm stopping in for just a sec to encourage you guys to head over to thecreport.com. At thecreport.com, you can get more information on The C Report, check out episode resources, follow our blog and get new articles every week, join our mailing list, and stay abreast on the latest news and information. That's right, head on over to thecreport.com. That's www.thecreport.com 
And be sure to follow us on our social medias, Truth Social, Rumble, Twitch, Clout Hub, and Pill.net. Check out the Political Truth Apparel line. Covefe. Rhino hunting season. Secretary of Snakes. And more to come. Fun. Fashionable. Edgy. Cational. Go to Mr. C Online Store at www.thecreport.com. Click on the top right menu. Use coupon code 1776REBORN at checkout.